Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like some rich churches. Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in radio land. Welcome back to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live in uh, lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. And, uh, yeah, we're just having a lovely morning. Getting things rolling. Somewhere. Making it happen. Call the producer. Running around. Making things happen. Doing things late. This is what happens when Paul shows up late. He never is ready to go. For a producer, he's like the most untied. Producers are normally like hardcore, like on the point time. Paul's just like, whatever. (laughs) I blame his New York. When we start, we start. (laughs) I'm a cat person. Leave me alone. I'm not not a cat person. So a cat. Dogs are on time. Dogs are never on time. Yeah. Listen, I was here. I was. I've been early every week. Mm-hmm. But we've had technical problems, so that's why we've been Obviously delayed. Obviously not early enough, because an intelligent person would say, let me get there a little bit earlier. I've been getting here at 9 o'clock. But really? today, Yeah, but today I was not, oh, I was so not able to today. get I had a little drama at the house today. Oh, do so. share. No. No, 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 no. You bring it up. Yeah. No, we're driving, to, we're driving to Disney today, so we need somebody to watch a dog. So trying to... <laughs> My parents are a little bit older, and uh, I feel bad. Yeah, they're you know one of my dogs is a little bit difficult to walk and take care of, so they don't have a a fenced-in backyard at their townhouse or or their house. I don't know what you call it, a duplex in their their Vero vacation house. So they have to walk them, and my dog's not good with other dogs. So if you're walking her and there's other dogs around, it becomes a whole thing. So we were just I was trying to last minute try and see if our dog walker could come and, and just visit. Tonight, tonight and tomorrow while we're away. Do you need me to walk your dogs for you, Paul? No, I don't. I'm uncomfortable. You don't trust me walking your dogs? It's not that I don't trust you walking my dogs. I, I, I'm uncomfortable with you being in my house without me there. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, you seem like a, 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 not a, you wouldn't, obviously you wouldn't steal, but it's more like a, you seem like a shuffler. Like, you would look, look through things. And I'm afraid of what you, you might find. Me, you give me too much credit. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're an total... extra millisecond in your home. You know, you actually missed it, the whole thing. You know what he would do? He would rearrange all the furniture. <laughs> that I might do. Yeah. I mean, I might practical joke him. Yes. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely within my reach of You might leave some random thing in the house that see, he won't smell it out that he'd find later on. Yeah. To put a weird f- painting up. Put a Absolutely. Weird I would up. hide little pictures of my head throughout his house so like eight months later they would still be popping up. I've done that to people, right? Mm-hmm. But to think that I would actually like be that interested to shuffle through your stuff is pretty narcissistic. It is, but I wouldn't put it past you. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, well, I'm, like I said before, you obviously still don't have a compl- any understanding of who I am. He's not shuffling through your underwear. Trust me. Definitely not. Doesn't want to be touching <laughs> your dirty nothing in your drawers. house I really want to see or know. I nor, think, nor do I, think I really you... want to get to know you any better. I disagree. <laughs> you always disagree with me. That's, that's the basis of our relationship. 
I say something, you disagree. So there's been a little bit of a drama at the house for that. So we're traveling next week. Result? Now you see, there isn't a final result. I, 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 I give him the kind courtesy. See, this is why I don't make friends, right? Mm. I give him a kind courtesy to try to pick him up out of jam. He lives literally two minutes from me, like yeah. literally. And what do I get? I don't trust you in my home. It's a joke. No, it's I, not. I'm not going to burden you oh, with I'm, walking no, my no, dog. That's not a joke. Is that a joke? No. That is so not a joke. He's never. We discussed the other day that Adam no, picks okay. the path of least go, resistance go. always. So he doesn't want to argue with you. He'd rather argue with me because I'm easier to he's deal with. He's not arguing with you. He's stating his opinion. Stop. He doesn't have an opinion. His opinion Listen, is your opinion. Of the three of us. No in offense. This, of the three of us in a this room. A little taken. He's yeah, also I, not, I take it too. I'm, he's yeah. also not feeling well yeah. today. So it's. Listen, out of the three of us in this room, you are without a doubt the most unmanly of us. <laughs> so if you're going to talk about anybody in their Dude, opinions. Please. I would like Dude, to see you, you chop some wood for a fireplace. You don't even want to have a discussion of our secondary guest today because you're not mainly enough to talk That's about That's not it. true. We're going to have the, a discussion. Oh, you are now. You yeah. decided to because yesterday you were all in concerns. Which, no, by the I way, just, that was Thursday. Mm, it was not yesterday. Yeah, it's Thursday. God, you are the master of calling people out. Oh, I, it's great, but it, that's what I do. it sucks when it's me. Well, you provide a lot of material. <laughs> you know, don't give me so much to work with. You uh, kind of walk into it sometimes. You literally, you're the one who started. I had a drama this morning with my wife. Well, what do you want me to do? I didn't Let say with my wife. I said I had drama this who morning. Who else are you with? I don't know. Are maybe. you having Are you having drama with your one-year-old son? I don't think Axel's ready for you to have drama with yet. <laughs> you know? Although he wouldn't go to bed last night after our dinner party. That's not drama. That's a pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, was, he was a little bit of a pain last night. So I wish I had a live-in nanny. We need to, like... This needs to become like a, a... I'm pretty sure you want pretty much a hot living nanny. Well, yeah. Ooh, wait, is there... Wait, Erica. Is there... <laughs> wow. Good soundbite. She's probably looking for a gig. I, From I don't the archives. Know. You're such a perv, man. You are such a closet perv. <laughs> what are you talking oh, no, about? No. Tickle, tickle, oh, tickle. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh. he's, he's like the, the creeper perv, right? Like, he doesn't say anything pervy, like, outright, but he'd be like... He, so, he, he works around yeah. it. He works around so, it very so, well. You know, I know a lot of plastic surgeons who did your boob job. You know, that's, and just I did ask, not say that. But you say stuff like that literally like to people we just met. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Erica was working with us for like a week. You know, you know, when did you get your boobs done? I saw, I saw your pictures on Facebook. Those are new. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the stuff he said. I did not say that. You're though. a creeper, She dude. had already talked about the surgery and how she brought you are a her friend. She used her friend to go but and... I don't mean... You know what? I take it back. I don't mean just in a sexual way. You're just a creeper in general. You creep oh. Adam all the time. Because yeah. Adam is fascinating. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a creeper. I was at dinner last night with a mutual friend of ours, and I, I don't know if you consider him a friend, but... <laughs> I would like. I don't to, know what scale he's at. I don't, know, <laughs> you know? don't hurt his feelings anymore. I'd like, yeah. to, I'd like to have a little bit more time to hang out. And whenever he was, I mean, <laughs> I was there in December, and he wasn't there. Well, well, which mutual oh, friends do I know? We're talking about Kevin from Barrel of Monks. Oh, okay. So yeah. I went to dinner. Oh, he's his, become a mutual friend. Well, Adam knows him, and and I've been him, him, his wife, and they have a, a son that's the same age as ours. So we got together last night. We had dinner with them. Did you know him before he came on the show? No, I met him through the show. Is and that creepy? Friends, that is see, creeper. That's not He's creeper. Such a creeper. Go ahead. So well, that calls for a beer. We were talking about Adam. Actually, Adam came up at the dinner table afterwards with over some beers. How Adam is one of the most fascinating people on the planet, and and I think Kevin didn't outright agree with me because he doesn't know you well enough. But but did he you tell knows him about your my type. Beer? I did not tell him about your beer. You didn't I tell him about the beer. No, because he was too busy talking about how creepy you were. That's how. <laughs> that's what he does. How fascinating you were. Not not to talk to the beer guy about the beer you made. No, that'd be too logical. Let's talk about how, <laughs> and invite him for yeah, a beer. Let's talk about how fascinating Adam is. 
he's he is an anomaly. He's an enigma. Oh, That's that fantastic. I give you fascinating. No, I, I find that fascinating. But you How find somebody can live so emotionless. But you find everything fascinating. You're fascinated with Erica and her boyfriend and her job. Dude, that was a messed her, up situation. And her boob job, and you know, you just that's the way you are. I was not person. obsessed with her boob job. I'm yes. going to get in so much trouble now. She brought up the Does whole your wife situation. To show? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, she better. Uh, my wife barely does. Yeah. Well, well, I see her on there. Well, she she pops in and out. I won't say barely, but it's only because of the hecticness of four kids running around in the right. morning and getting stuff done. But, you know, it, I, I got like a 50 50 oh. shot if I see something incriminating that my wife may or may not hear. <laughs> and hopefully no one else that she Maybe knows she's not watching. Actually, maybe not. I, I don't know. But it, th- that was. I don't even know why we talked about this. This is what. This is not on our agenda. It up. This is not on our agenda for the day. I never look at our agenda I don't, for the I day. I know. I have conversations for you and. Okay. Nobody wants to hear about any of those things. Yeah, we've probably. Already, we've already they don't talked want to about the Facebook me. thing. We've already talked. We don't what care Facebook about thing? Social media? Well, I didn't see it. What does he got on oh, Facebook? He has, well, just new Facebook here, regulations. The new regulations in the uh, game. And he, yeah. Well, I, from what I understand, you know, I don't know if you caught Coop's article. Did you catch it? No. I guess Coop did a deep dive. I'm not sure what his sources were, but it seemed, you know, it's Coop. So, you know, he probably, like, you know, called, like, you know, the Pentagon to find out what right. the actual Remember verdict free, is. Free, teaser free. But, yeah. <laughs> But it seems that the, this this new uh, guidelines that Facebook have set is strictly for private to private interaction. It looks like they're trying to limit private to private trading, buying, selling. So they don't want somebody like like me going onto a chat page and saying, "Hey, I got fifteen money Christos from nineteen seventy five." and and I'm sure there's there's a lot of legality behind that and why they're trying to protect it. One, whether or not you have a right to sell tobacco or alcohol or not, or license to sell tobacco alcohol or not alcohol or not they probably don't want to be involved in the process because it's probably not a legal transaction and to boot you know um, you know the, the the black market liquor business has become a thriving business that's what all these people in the dr are dying from. i know right? that's what you that's what one of your employees was telling me yeah like, I, mean, literally, like, I mean i'm talking about like five-star hotels are accidentally buying this stuff and it's in, ending up in the little you know uh, mini bars so um and, and and you know one of the claim was you know you're getting people selling and trading all these empty bottles of Pappy and stuff like that, and people are refilling it and then going to Facebook trying to sell it and trade it. So I wonder how much an empty bottle of Pappy goes for. Oh, you could find it on, on, you could have found it for e- on eBay for 200 bucks, 300 bucks. For an empty bottle. Empty bottle. Really? Yeah. When, when oh that for a full bottle. I have because access to free then, empty bottles all the time. Because people are then refilling it with a cheap booze and selling it for $800. That's insane. Yeah. And people can't tell the difference. Because they probably never had it before. But huh. unless you've had it, you can probably tell... That is definitely not bad. Have you had it? I have had 15-year and 12-year, and the 15 was one of the most unique bourbons I've ever had in my entire life. Huh. Hands Maybe down. Now we know what to get you for your birthday. Eight, yeah. put that on the oh, list. Oh, yeah, really? Okay, yeah. I want to see, that. see that happen. Good luck. Yeah. The show has a budget. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway. You, you, you know who You think we have a budget? You know who our producer is? That's our budget. Yeah. The best like we six could months of your pay for one of those bottles. <laughs> A year. You can find it. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, Omar DeFrace of Fratello Cigars is here. He's going to be our meet your maker today. Omar, thanks for uh, sitting in. Thank you for having me. And putting me. up with the first me. segment banter. Listening to our craziness. Mm-hmm. I've seen some interesting uh, banter that was, uh, that was at the top. That was well, we, you know, we have a very special bond, the three of us. Yeah, very special. <laughs> very special. According to Paul, it's fascinating. <laughs> Not creeping fascinating. Yeah, it's just fascinating. You don't think we have a good bond? I feel like that's sarca- sarcasm right there. No, it, it, I mean, it was sarcasm, but no, we got a great bond. That's why the show works so well. All right. Yeah, I, didn't I was almost was, offended for No, no, no. I didn't say it was a positive bond. It's just a good bond for the show. Adam is here, and he's almost 
dead on the floor. He's so ill, and he's still here working. This is the way he looks like every day when he's no, at work. No, he looks bad. They call him the walking dead <laughs> at work. I mean, like, if you didn't tell me he was ill, I'd look at him right now and just say, oh, another night of drinking. <laughs> That's exactly what I'd say. And he's shaking his head, but that would be my exact response. This is how he looked yesterday sitting in my office. Yeah, because I felt he like was sick. crap. He was throwing up no. all day yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Well, Did well, you know that? No, because See, that's how he looked Wednesday. But that's the dedication that this guy has. <laughs> oh, Paul. He's he's throwing up more violently than he's ever thrown up in his life, and he worked all day more yesterday. More times. See? Well, why don't you go buy him an award certificate? Thank M- you. Maybe a bottle of Pappy. Go ahead. <laughs> Take it out of your pay. No, I need the KMA credit card. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> exist. I was going to say, KMA doesn't have a credit card. Definitely does not have a credit card. <laughs> Definitely not. Checking account, no credit card. Yes. For sure. Our yes. other talking point was, is there any update on the new studio? What's what's gone since we opened it up and talked about it? I figured... I, what do you think? These people work overnight. I have renderers right now working on design concepts, and then we go to the architect, and then we start building. We're shooting for 2020. I mean, it's right. not like going to be like right. next month. It takes a while to build things, Paul. You I don't think it's going to really take a while to build things, because most... I mean, it's... it's it, it, the, the electronics the, are going to be the biggest factor. Well, that's what it is. I mean, most of it's going to be building counters and desks and whatnot and, 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 and wrapping the walls and stuff like that and a little bit of lighting. It's not a lot of work. It's not a lot of structural work. It's mostly interior work, but it's mm-hmm. figuring out the mechanics of the equipment and what we want to do that's going to take the most time. And all the fun wiring. Yay. Yeah. Wiring. Yeah. Oh, there's engineers for that. Really? You know one? N- no. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Paul, helping that, out once again. The engineer I know is Adam K. <laughs> yeah. That's my engineer. Well, hopefully he doesn't get sick. I think I'll be fine. By I that. wouldn't notice. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't. No, I, wouldn't I can't notice. believe you didn't notice. No one noticed. It's not just a me thing. I kind of want to zoom in on this him. This is how he looks like 90% of the time. No, he looks bad today. He, I can tell Dude, he didn't sleep at all. I work all. with this guy five days a week. This is how he looks. I'm not making it up. Ninety percent right. of the time, we're not gonna we're not gonna have an argument on the air. I guess it's, it's not just... an argument. I'm telling you the fact. <laughs> you just keep living in some delusional state. <laughs> they, you created this little universe that only you live in. It it's... is a great universe to live in. <laughs> Paul's world, right? Where Paul's no one world. wants to go. Ooh, I like that segment. That should be a new segment. Well, we might have a problem with Sesame Street. Paul's world. They have Elmo's world. So what? Is Elmo. Wayne's world? People you, rip you things off all the time. You do that freakingly well. I, I do a great Elmo impression for my son all the time. Oh, he loves again? it. This is Elmo. Elmo Twelve. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> wow. right. I'm telling you, I missed my calling as a voiceover actor. None of my kids, any of them really, we, I grew up watching it. I mean, like I had anything, but maybe it's not on TV as much anymore, but none of my kids grew up like really watching any Sesame Street. Now it's on HBO. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. You have to watch otherwise, otherwise have you call my house and like freak out my four year old? I don't think he knows who Elmo is. I really? Find, oh, I find it fast. It's I'm, really good I'm, for them. I'm I gonna, think, dude, I grew up watching. It. I love yeah. it. Uh, Sesame Street, Electric Company, Mister Rogers, all that stuff. I None of that stuff is on except for Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't help when Fred Rogers is de- dead. Well, I mean, all the well, main puppeteers. Jim Henson's been dead for thirty years until he died, or did he retire before he did the show? I, I want to say he, he retired. Um. But, yeah, if he knows who Elmo is, I'm going to have you call the house and, like, freak him out. Done. That'd be cool. That would be interesting. That'd be pretty I'm cool. going to Sesame Place next week, so. <laughs> it's so figures. not. I'd like to think that you're going to all these places for your kid, but it's just so not for your son. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't make the plans. <laughs> Dude, I just know. go where I'm told. You know you love that stuff. I like Disney World. You're a Disney boy. Yeah, but that's not Sesame. Sesame Place is like the poor man's Disney World. I got to see, no offense. I got to see Cookie Monster singing the uh, seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field. That was That's cool. amazing. That was pretty cool. Was what? the the puppeteer holding him? We didn't. Well, we didn't see the puppeteers under the table. 
Oh, it was at a table. That was my question. Well, okay. I mean, they show him in the mic, and you know, he's yeah. sitting there on the table. He's got the, they open it. He's doing it Harry Carey style. Window yeah, open, the window open. There's doing, a yeah. desk right there. Yeah. <laughs> Me love cookie. I don't do that one as well. That wasn't that bad either. I love cookie. That was my favorite growing up. Because you like cookies. I do love cookies, as you can tell. Yes. It's, I don't, I'm not going to ask for the third week in a row, but Paul, are your pants currently buttoned? They are not. Dude, I'm getting so fat. I I won't go up and I I can't go up in listen, size, so I gotta lose weight. Listen, but I haven't gotten there the up, yet. The upside is if you gain another 15 pounds, you won't have to walk anymore. You're so short, you can just roll, <laughs> just tuck and roll. You open the front door. Maybe and roll when to the you car. start on Monday, I'll start too. I'm I am thinking starting about on Monday, it. hitting hardcore. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's just it. a whole. I started working out again. I've had a very hard time getting back. I mean, I haven't been going bazonkers or crazy, but I've had a hard time getting back on the horse after You did sh- have sugar after in Chicago. your coffee. Yes, I, I did have, yeah. But it's still, everything's been kind of very limited, not to the extremes I was before, but I got to get back on the horse. Are, are you going keto now? No, I, I never did keto, man. You, well, you, 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 I, know, I know it's been a lot of everybody talking about it. Nick Perdomo, Juan Cancel. No, Juan Cancel. No, Nick Perdomo's doing... He's, uh, on a, he's, on a he's second, doing intermittent fasting intermittent as well. Fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's doing a keto intermittent I fasting. I just do old school, man. I eat you know, light, right, you know, vegetables, protein, you know, I mean, I don't think there's much carbs in my diet, but it's not really keto specific. And then you just try to work out as much as I can. It's worked, it worked the first round. Yes, it. I'm going to have to try and make it the second round because, you know, I think everybody wants to see Steve, everybody wants to see Steve Sock and Drag. I want to see Sockalicious. Why, why is that? Why is it? I want to see. The, the overwhelming popular. I would pop- actually come down. I would actually come down for that. I got people buying plane tickets. I would come down. November, if he loses, I'm coming down. What? What's That's the date? A, November, November 8th. November 8th. I've been keeping up. I saw him in Chicago and he was, he was, he was in playing around. He's not, he's not ready to lose. He's not gonna. He says. When did you see him in Chicago? I'm in Chicago about three, like a month ago or so. So it was before the first phase Mm -hmm. ended. I I don't think he made weight. I don't know, man. He was looking. What was he he eating? He was looking aggressive. He wasn't playing around and trying to get dragged into the tray show. No, no, he he didn't have to do the tray show. We're going to do it. We we're going to do an event in the store. But since everybody made weight the first time. Now we're saying, look. We're going to have to check that scale. We're going to have to check Well, the we're going to do the weigh-in. Right. We're, no, we're doing the actual physical weigh-in at my home. and Because Brandy will do the makeup for whoever's got to dress and drag. <laughs> my wife will do the makeup. And then we're going to limo over to the shop for the event. And, you know, the people will get out of the limo. I need to know. I need to know. I'll buy a ticket. Is November 8th. Saka? November 8th. So well, we're not four telling, days after my birthday. We're not telling anybody who who's going to be in drag because we won't know literally till a few oh, hours. Oh, you know, man, that's not fair. It'll be a drum roll reveal yeah, out, of, out of the limo. <laughs> They'll be coming out of the limo, one of us. I'm pretty sure, you know, you know. here's what nobody's not realizing, right? It could be Nimish. I don't think so. You know, because you're short-sighted. He's lost a lot, so that's much the, weight. But that, that's what makes it harder because it's a total percentage body weight. He's got the least amount of body fat and, the, and, and those burn. last. Me and Steve still lose. got good 30, 40 pounds of, you know, solid, like, quick-burning fat. Right. Nimish is, like, now into the lean fat where he's really got to work hard. So it very well be, even though he's probably lost the most, may have lost the most weight or looks the thinnest, he could be the one in drag. He may lose the smallest percentage of body weight. Do in the next you have months. any doubt in your mind whether it would be you? I don't lose. I hope that's the case, but well, no. Why I, do you hope that's the case? Well, you know for your you, sake, you know you want me to lose. You're such a liar. <laughs> for your sake, I you're hope. Su- I don't need your sake. Yeah, you're such a liar. You want me to lose <laughs> so bad. 
Would you do it if you did lose? I would never renege on a bet. What kind of guy do you think I am? All right, I'm just making Dude, sure. You, first off, you think I'd filter through your house? I can't. You think I'd renege <laughs> on a bet? You, what do you think? I'm like a low street life thug? What's the matter <laughs> with you? Street life thug. That reminds me, I got to look at something. Obviously, my producer doesn't think very highly of I me. I was going to say, man. Holy uh, cow. You'll have to, you'll yeah. have to get together. Somebody, get, somebody <laughs> might need to get me a Sharpie because I might need to get someone to sign it. Dude, you know, dressing in drag is we not can get the you end a Sharpie. of the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done it before? Priceless. No. Huh. Why Adam? would I have done it before? Has anyone here done it before? Yes. Damn. There he Adam, too. Okay. <laughs> see? No, 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 see? No, now, hold on, hold this on. is a funny wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, hold on. We're going to. Well, did you lose a bet? That's the first question. But wait, wait. Do we let, have... me, let, me, let me just tell you something. Paul, I totally expect. <laughs> yes. Because like I've I said, done it on stage. He's the most bullshit. <laughs> he's the most I feminine have... one. That's not why. It was yeah. for a show. No, it was for a show. Most feminine one of us. But you, I'm curious. <laughs> Freshman year of college, one of my buddies decided to play a prank on another one of our uh, roommates, where he started a fake AIM account and was DMing our roommate as this girl, as a sophomore girl from a different dorm. And they thought you made the girl, and made, and they decided the, the girl. And they decided the best idea of person to be the girl would be me, <laughs> because. You don't expect this giant lumbering guy to walk up wearing a dress now, and a guy, wig in the guy, ugliest wig we could find at Goodwill. Wait, did this guy know you? Oh, yeah, he was my roommate. No, no, the guy you played the practical joke on. Yeah, kind of. He, it was like the first semester of freshman year. So when you showed, how did you finally show up? Like, you show up on a date? No, no, or, no. Like, basically, they, 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 they had it set up to meet where our, 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 the roommate who started the joke was meeting them and going to introduce them in person. And we had, like, 20 people there who all were in on the joke. And knew about it. And then I walked up behind him, and he's just like, oh, this is the only guy you could have gotten to do this. You people suck. <laughs> now, so you, mad. Well, now, I just need to know, did yeah. you just, like, wig it up and dress it up, or did you get, like, makeup? No, 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 no. It was just the ugliest wig we could yeah, find and the ugliest count. dress we could Were you wearing oh. heels? No. no. Hell no. What does he need heels for? Like, Where am I going to find heels? It would be funny. But, but I know Paul full out was makeup up. Oh, hell yeah. I was on stage. It was See, for a show. You, yes, you I was makeup up. You loved it. I did not love it, actually. It was a it was a did weird you, did situation. You, did you tape your penis back between your legs? No, to, like make it look even better. No, no, no. Come on, oh don't lie. I wasn't in a bathing gracious. suit or anything. Don't lie. No, not at all. It wasn't that kind of thing. I was it was a dress. <laughs> I've worn a wig many times on stage though, and played played like in the improv show. I I threw on wigs all the time and played like old women and things like that. But. See, you know, they, you know, they they always say it's like well, it's a job, it's acting, right? It was a job. Okay, well, I, I made me, a living at it okay, for seven years. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Just curious, because I'm always curious about this. Yeah. If your acting job or you got a good acting job required you to deep throat another dude. I always thought about that. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Oh, but it's acting. It's a job. I know. I uh, understand. And that's my, but that's being short-sighted on my part. You enjoy getting dressed as a woman. No, I don't. See? No, I don't. This would is completely you, off topic. Would you kiss a dude, dude for a job? Absolutely not. Yeah. Would you? No. Yeah, that's so all this. Oh, maybe that's why we're not professional actors. Maybe. I mean, maybe we're just not that dedicated to the job. <laughs> but, 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 but but you know what? I couldn't see De Niro doing it either. I don't know. No way. We have gotten completely off topic. Can... We're going to take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, let's talk to Omar about from Fellow Cigars. Keep it lit. <laughs> You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Experience the new Henry Clay Warhawk, a robust and complex cigar that's inspired by the rebellious roots of Henry Clay. The first of a three-part series honoring the life of the great statesman, this cigar is made with the best tobaccos grown and hand-rolled by the Grupo de Maestros at La Flor de Copen in Honduras. 
and it's not your typical Connecticut. This is a Henry Clay. Stand up, be different, and smoke a Warhawk. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer to the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Christoph. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Christoph.com and click on the Discover Your Christoph tab to find the Christoph cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Christoph. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double-Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Hey, this is Clay from La Plena Cigar Company. My likes and dislikes, long walks in the park, old-school gangster films, wrestling grizzly bears with Abe, dislikes, smelly feet, flight attendants with an attitude, and Friday afternoon traffic. What I know you will like is the La Polina family of fine cigars, such as Mr. Sam, Bronze Label, and our highly rated classic series. But let's not forget the limited edition Goldie. Quality forever, La Polina Cigars. Placencia Cigars has been one of the world's leading growers of first-class tobacco since 1865. Today, Nestor Placencia Sr., together with the fifth generation of the Placencia family, continue the legacy. With over 3,000 acres of quality tobacco fields, they are makers of quality cigars, including Alma Fuerte, ranked among the top 10 cigars in major publications. Find them in your local premium tobacconist stores around the country. Placencia Cigars, perfected for more than 150 years. Yours to enjoy now. Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdaris Cigars. 2012 Connecticut. 2012 Corojo. 2012 Maduro. The Oscar Habano. The Oscar Maduro. My Way. And our latest creation, Oscar Valdaris Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop. Keep the party going all week long at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach. Every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, enjoy $3 premium drinks from the bar till midnight. Magnum Mondays means $100 magnums of Belvedere and Moet Brut until midnight. Get your thrills every $10 Tuesday with $10 dances all day and night. Ladies, don't miss Women Crush Wednesdays with half off your cover charge. No matter the time of day, it's always a good time at Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Is it going to do it? 
Oh, where is it? No? Are you oh. going to say welcome back to the show? No, welcome back to the show. I was wondering if this was part, because you put this on the background of what the of your ringtone now is, and I was wondering if this was the same clip. Oh. No, sorry. Oh, okay. That's what threw me off. Speaking welcome of, back. Speaking of which, we found out during the break that Colin did drag too, huh? Yes. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you made a good-looking drag queen. That's of the four guys there. I believe it. Oh, in my new angle, you can see him, too. You so. got, you really? Got, yeah. You got the right frame. Thank you. I have high cheekbones. <laughs> you got high cheekbones. <laughs> Colin told me his age today, and I was blown away at oh, how old he is. I don't know. Can I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Right, let me guess. I'm going to guess Colin's... Ooh, I got to guess... Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. So you're close, but not. He is Colin. Do you want me to say on the air? Yeah, I don't care. He's forty-one. Yeah, I was on point. I, I, dude, I would have bet he was younger than me. Because you're not smart. No, because what? he looks young. He looks good. Where did I get my number from? I don't know. You made it up. No. You're, I'm sorry. You're the all-knowing and all-wise. He looks like he's in his late thirties. All right. What do I look? Look like? at my hairline, dude. You look like close to death. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You're you know, overweight, but oh, that's me. Welcome back to KMA. <laughs> Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I'm Adam K. The Brewmeister. With me, of course, Honest Abe and Paul. Hi. And now it's time for what we consider to be our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Italian for brother, Fratello Cigars is the brainchild of former NASA employee Omar De Cruz. Each Fratello Cigar is skillfully fashioned in small badges to assure absolute perfection in both construction and flavor. Omar, welcome to be back to uh, KMA Talk Radio and your first time in the studio. Super excited to be here, guys. Super excited to be here. It's been a while, actually. Uh, I think the last time that I saw you guys, or I... Was that part of the show? It was a couple of years, two, three years. It's ago. been a long. I don't think I, I was. Think. I don't think I was yeah. here last time you were on. Yeah. I don't even think FDA was an issue we were talking about last yeah, time you were on. It was way back. I was still at NASA, actually. I think you probably were. Yeah, I, was still I at think NASA. you were. It's been two and a half years. Almost. So, years. So, so, I almost wore my NASA T-shirt today. Oh, I'm disappointed. Like a fanboy. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, you are a fanboy. He's going to be fascinated with you before the show's over. Don't worry. Space. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> we were actually, you know, we have meetings on Thursdays to kind of prep for the show. We we're talking about like, NASA is still around. Of course. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of people usually, when they see, obviously, nothing, and especially here in Florida, when you have the shuttle being such a big part of the state. I, I used to watch it go up when yeah, I first moved here. And all of a sudden, I still you don't have that. that. Um, it's, so uh, are they not sending anything up anymore, or just not manned missions anymore? We are, we're not sending any manned missions. Uh, we are working right now on 250 plus projects on science. I mean, the kind of stuff that, that, that NASA does is at a whole different level. I mean, the issue always is when NASA branded itself, as being a space exploration agency, it sort of lost a little bit of the other uh, the amount of things that we used to do. Like we do aeronautics, we do incredible work with heliophysics, planetary science. I mean, uh, uh, the, the 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 physics aspect. We're in the business. We're in the business of data. And so a lot of people, when they stop seeing the shuttle go up, which was such an exciting part, especially the Apollo era and everything like that, then there was a little bit of that uh, that miss aspect. But, but, but they're still going up regularly. Yeah, it's not we are. I mean, missions. Correct. I mean, we're, we're we're working with the Russians right now, obviously, to get managed. Collusion? 
<laughs> That's what happened. Collusion, collusion. Collusion. <laughs> collusion. You heard it here on KMA Radio. There is Russian collusion. With NASA for sure. With NASA for sure. Wow, I, I jumped on that one quick. Didn't you I? did, I man. You got into beat. that one. You got into that one. Uh, <laughs> so, no, the truth is, I mean, there's so much that we do. That we're just, I, I still say we because I feel so part of it. I was just having How know, long have you been out? I've been out for over two and a half years. Oh, that I was left. A while. Uh, I left in 2016. Is that because mostly the cigar business started? Yeah. So the cigar business, man. I, I, I mean, it was insane. I, I, I grew up. I grew the brand from 2013 and 14. Um, at, at by 2015, I was like selling a half a million dollars worth of like the Fratello Classic, and I thought to myself, like, maybe I can just go ahead and do this full time. I never thought I was going to be able to just like literally leave. I was just thinking, oh, so that was never the actual. Nice, that was never the actual up, plan. But, all of a sudden, man, the, the brand is growing, and by 2015, uh, 16 came around, I grew another 20 points. I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just... So it really was initially just like a hobby thought. Was, yeah, I mean, we, I looked at the uh, getting into the industry as something like, let me do something on the side. I love entrepreneurship. I love building brands. I love the idea of marketing and everything like that, because I did that part of my job, um, I did part of my school uh, work, but it was never something that I thought could really, you know, develop into something great. I mean, I, I will say I worked my ash off. You oh, know, you can swear that, now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I worked now. my ass off, man, for uh, for over three and a half years to obviously achieve a goal. There was never the doubt that this couldn't be something that could grow into what it, into what it is, into what it's going to be. But it was um, it was surprising to me that it, uh, that it took uh, about three and a half years for me to go ahead and quit my job and do this full time. Now, do you have where, how many employees do you have working with you? So now? we have four people right now. We're, uh, we're a little understaffed. Actually, we're looking for somebody in Texas. Paul, um, so, uh, Paul, <laughs> looking to uh, do a little. Move. He's cheap. I can tell yeah, you. I'm sure you He's gave cheap. me a great okay. resume. He's cheap. We, we, it's called foisting. I'm foisting. Fly him out. I'm trying to foist Paul on you. No problem to be on the road for a little bit every single day. You know. My wife, my wife would probably love it. There you 150 go. bosses and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Paul, so yeah, so Paul, you'll find Paul very fascinating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. No, I can tell. I'm not going to be creeping on you. I swear. This <laughs> Thanks. Is truth, okay. Uh, your house, I like true. the attention. <laughs> so, That's weird. True. So, true. so weird. So weird. So we're, we're talking about NASA. We're talking about get, doing it in the cigar industry. How do you feel about the current state of the way the aeronautic space program is actually going with all these independent guys and all these billionaires trying to sink all this money into creating? Hey, let's take average normal people into space, even though it's not like going to the International Space Station, but it's you're getting above the atmosphere. He's been waiting to ask you this question since I told him you were coming on. So I will tell you the truth. Um, I think it's actually a good thing for a couple of reasons. It's innovation. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When you uh, when you put money uh, when you put money as part of anything, people are going to start innovating, especially when it comes to space. So the way I see it is, um, I had an issue at the very beginning when they canceled the, the shuttle program, but they didn't have an actual concrete plan to increase our budget to get Constellation, which was the follow through to get it into into orbit and get us back into the moon, which was the whole plan for the very beginning, right? right? Change of administration, politics, all of a sudden, cancellation goes away, over $5 billion go out the door, we gotta focus on something else, and then we focus on space science, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but then in that decision, obviously, the amount of money that was going into the space shuttle now started going into the private industry, right? So NASA's budget was going into uh, some of these guys so that they can start developing things and help us take payloads and take people back into the International Space Station. So uh, at the very beginning, I saw it as a bad thing because obviously, you know, you need to have some sort of follow through. We cannot just depend on the Russians to take us to the moon. Collusion, collusion. Collusion. Mm -hmm. But 
it was the, like it is it. the situation until right now, right? right? So I feel bad about that situation where we're in, but I do think that innovation is going to be incredible in the next 20, 30 Why years. did they stop doing man-made missions? Is it strictly because of the risk of life? I mean, people are still going up, Costly. right? Cost, man. Cost. It was all cost. The shuttle was... Training, and, the astronaut, yeah, all the that. The depreciation program. of the shuttle was already there. I mean, it was 25-plus year of the shuttle being flown. Um, the, 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 the amount of technology that would have to be dumped into it so that we can either revitalize it. I hate it, man. I love the, sh I love the shuttle. I think it was the best. It's the best vehicle ever made. What other vehicle could take you to space? Take you back, back down, you know, yeah. and and land safely, and humans. then go back up a, eight, a year and a half. Later. Exactly, and so um, it's it, it really many, is. How many shuttles amazing. they have? They had uh, four shuttles um, that were active, um, and we had another two, obviously, yeah. that uh, did not make it. Um, so, and we had, I mean, it, it was it was a great. It really, to me, the way I saw it was a it was an incredible mission. It was an incredible uh, 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 piece of machine, but it needed to go because it was done. Where are the shuttles now? That's so, a great question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they so, park somewhere in a museum. Los Angeles, they... there's one in LA. Uh, we have Discovery in uh, in Washington. Um, there is, um, I can't tell. But are, are they just in a hangar? Yeah, there's in a hangar. They're just it's, parked in a hangar. It's parked in a hangar. Does somebody go out and polish in, it like once a oh, month? Oh, if you go it's to like DC. It's like so weird thinking there's a shuttle out there <laughs> just cleaning it. If you go to DC and you see Discovery, do you it call like the, the local car detailer guy? Like, <laughs> go clean he, it, go clean it. come in there and he's like, yeah, we needed something detailed. He shows up and you go, yeah, there it is. You show him the shuttle. That's right, that's right. I took my kids uh, to see the shuttle the other day. Did you day, really? And it was incredible, man. That Can the public see the shuttles with They're open to the public. Open to the public. You can see the Blackbird that was a a you know beautiful uh, plane that was done by the Air Force and there's a lot of stuff and but the, we do uh, technically own center. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to convince somebody of that. So do they maintain it still? Like no it, no no, it's completely got it. It's, there's nothing inside. They oh, took wow. all the parts everything out. Is out. Everything outside. Is that for uh, um, like uh, like top secret so that you know they're afraid of? Uh, yeah, I mean that's one. The other thing security, is like uh, a reasons. lot of data that we have. I mean, as part of the shuttle, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we use and and and, and things that went for auction, things that went for kids to use and stuff right. like that. And so there was a lot of that. I mean, there was some people that took. You, Do you know, got a little of piece shuttle of shuttle everything. somewhere? I wish I actually have a medal that has um, on the outside rim part of uh, you know of uh, of one of the rims of the shuttle. Really? And so they they sort of broke it down and they made a whole bunch of coins stuff like that. They gave me one before I left. Oh, that's pretty cool. You do have a piece of the shuttle then. Yeah, I mean, it's a small piece. Or you're hey. <laughs> particle pieces, but Still better than nothing. It's a little better than nothing, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, just a little bit. So how do you feel about all this talk about people who keep saying we should go to Mars, trying to get these private investing groups or these guys who out of nowhere decide to start a company and be like, we're going to go to Mars. And this is what we're going to do. And we're going to raise money. It's uh, and then it goes the away. proof is in the pudding, man. I mean, the, the reality is, it's expensive. It's it's dangerous, and uh, and obviously safety is a huge issue, right? I mean, um, we at NASA we did. They might forget stuff. a guy there accidentally, right? I mean, we don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that was a movie. That was actually a movie. But the the reality is, I feel is that the uh, um the, these are all these are all great things. The issue is is that you know for for space exploration, NASA has had a very clear a very clear vision. For the last couple of years and now everything is changing right so we had um obama when he came into office said no more constellation we're going to go sls orion and that's what that's going to be the focus on around what we're going to try to do now the new administration is looking at it, it's like well why are we going to the moon let's go to mars it's like wait 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 wait. there was a plan in place to potentially utilize the moon as a slingshot and then and as a you know some sort of base and then potentially take us to the next level so there was a lot of plans and a lot of things 
that NASA was working towards. And right now, unfortunately, because you know uh, uh, any particular decision, nobody really knows what the situation is. So it's very unfortunate. Um, but I still keep in touch with a so lot of my friends. Is the current administration bad or good for NASA? So uh, I, I believe that is um, it, it. It depends on the day because there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of that things. kind of sounds like my marriage. There was a lot of things, uh, uh, Abe. I mean, we had uh, Pence was just at NASA. I don't know, was it eight eight months ago, a year or so ago? And the conversation was fantastic. Is we love what NASA is doing because we are the number one government agency in the United States of America, and hands down, the number one. Uh, you know, uh, number dollar one to dollar. Wait, wait, number one what? Number government? one government agency in like, terms of like yeah. uh, employee satisfaction. So oh, okay. the employee wise, I mean, when you're talking about, well, I mean, you're like competing with the, like the United States Post Office, man. You got no Department of Transportation. And Department of Transportation. You know, you got nowhere to go but up. Not, to, not to mention results have like have been shown by NASA. And the last time I checked, I didn't see the DMV really innovating anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they take appointments now. They, that's pretty cool. In Florida, not, not that, all of them. Is that really only a Florida thing? Uh, I think New York does it now, but yeah, they're, they're all slowly getting there. Yeah, not a whole competition against DOT. Nothing against the Department of Transportation. I have a lot of friends, but yes, that's cool. Oh, so cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, you got back into the, you got full-time in the cigar world. Do you regret making that decision? Does so, so I don't, and I'll and I'll tell you what I have done though in the past. I said, you know, it's like I really miss, you know, the work that I did at NASA. I was managing a five billion dollar budget for them, and and the, and the the kind of decision making, the kind of exposure that I had with them was at a whole different level. I'm meeting with the administrators, sure, like that, um, talking about disbursement obligations. What do we do? You know, the kind of stuff that we may be able to do to get us. Um, to either not cancel a program or project mm -hmm. that could affect people's life. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. So I, there was that aspect that I missed. Um, but the other day, something happened um, that literally made everything for me look back and say, this was the best decision I have ever made. My daughter, uh, we're evaluating and, and, and thinking, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to camp or something like that? And she goes over to me and says, Daddy, do you mind if I work for Fratello in the summer? And I oh, wow. You. And I was like, she's 13 years old, Abe, and I was like, floor like my heart melted in like a thousand pieces has said it doesn't matter where the industry goes from now this right here made your moment was completely yeah. worth it so for me that was pretty special and so and she's working right now she's an intern for fratello she's i hold oh, her accountable 10 o'clock in the morning every single day she's got to be down she's got to go to the office she's got to do right now i have her inventory packaging so that she learns a little bit of the whole situation and so for me that made it all worthwhile that is excellent. That is really good. Yeah, man. That is wonderful. So do you feel you've had more ability to create more product or just to make the brand better as a whole? So I, I feel like we're always, you know, figuring out ways to have the brand better presented. Something very funny happened. Uh, I was in uh, and, and it was one of the decisions that I made to change my boxes from a cabinet box, which is very good for, you know, retail friendly to a little bit wider box, right? Mm -hmm. 10 rows uh, to 10 rows. I was in uh, Arizona. I was with Rocky Patel and I asked Rocky, he's like, hey, why in the world do you have all your boxes like so wide, you know, and the, everything is like 10 and 10. He's never Linear footage. Anything. Well, he said, well, look at it. It shows better. And I looked, it was in a, in a place called Fox Cigar Bar, one of our retailers in Arizona. And the, the place, and it, once he displayed the entire product, I, I looked at it, swear to God, I was like 20, 30 feet. It was exactly that. And I was like, yeah. damn it. 
how did I not see this? I was always so focused. I was like, oh, retail friendly, this kind of stuff works. But it was more about, you know, it's like, just look at it. Look, just just shows better. And you could see every single one of his products. Yep. So, it does. Um, and obviously, you know, footage, score footage. Well, I mean, linear footage in respect that the more linear footage, the better presentation you can make in a, in, a, in a retail humidor. So, right. yeah, it's absolutely. So we made some changes. So we are, I mean, we, we've, you know, I came out with a cabinet box. It was very simple, no colors, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden we have a beautiful white box, a beautiful red box, a beautiful yellow box and stuff like that. That obviously allows the product to be shown a little bit better. We're investing on the brand to get a little bit better footage. Very cool. Very nice indeed. So, now tell me about what this cigar is you, you bought us here because we're going to smoke these right after the show. Yeah, so this is the Fratello uh, Bianco. Um, still one of my personal favorite cigars. I, I, I smoked the Bianco Boxer like crazy. It's a five-country blend. It's got a it's a you know, San Andres wrapper, Dominican binder. We produce this at Hoya de Nicaragua. It also oh, has wow. Pennsylvania Broadleaf Lijero, Nicaragua, um, and uh, in Peru. So I think it's very unique. I always make fun of the cigar because those two countries, Mexico and USA, have never gone along so well with that cigar. <laughs> <laughs> no wall, no wall associated right now. So it's, uh, it's a so very that, unique blend. So I brought you guys uh, some from my original production. That's why it's still in the old box. So oh, wow. It's, uh, it's a very unique cigar. Nice. Cigars, once again, changing the world. Hold hold that up for the camera. Yeah, here. I'm like, let me take out the cello, cello so it looks a little mm-hmm. nicer. I don't like putting it on the camera in cello. Here we go. Look at that purdy. Hmm. Well, I like the I way like that the it. that the label is angled. Actually, thank you. You don't see that that often. Yep, pretty cool. So, tell me about the Fratello Oro. So, uh, beautiful brand that I launched out of the La Aurora factory in the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. This was a collaboration with me and Manuel Inoa. Manuel is a good friend and uh, uh, an amazing blender. If you ask me, it's uh, it's something that we were basically going back and forward and starting something that I wanted to go back home since all of my products have been coming out of Hoya de Nicaragua. So here's a Dominican guy with an Italian name for a brand, and, <laughs> you know, coming out of Hoya de Nicaragua. There was nothing, you know, tying me back home. So I've always wanted to go back home. And one of my first cigar I ever smoked was a, uh, a La Aurora product um, back when I was 17 years old. And so I knew it was going to be with them. Oh, very nice. So Beautiful you, th- just going back to that, because you were you were born in Puerto Rico. Yes. Then you moved to the Dominican Republic, yes. and then eventually to the states. What what was that transition? Why? So I was born. My, my mom was Puerto Rican. My dad is Dominican. Uh, my what, my dad was working in, in was working in Puerto Rico at the time, um, and uh, I was nine months old when I moved to the Dominican Republic. So I really don't know Puerto Rico as a whole outside of actually going to do my MBA in finance and University of Puerto Rico before I worked to work for NASA. So after that, I mean, I just, uh, I spent two years in Puerto Rico. That was pretty much it. But then uh, I, I, I grew up in Dominican Republic, went to school there. Um, then I went to school upstate New York. Um, I went to school in Rochester and stuff like that. Okay. So, built a little bit of ball. and. Uh, but you grew up as a U- U.S. citizen. So, yes, yeah, so I was born in Puerto Rico. So right. Because of that, I'm a U.S. citizen. Then you played ball. I did. I yeah, because Paul was asking me during well, yeah. during our meeting. I'm like, did he play basketball? Yeah, I played well, I mean, if I had to, well, he's got the I, height. I wouldn't have wasted a lifeline on who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> on that question. You know, I play ball, man. I played professional in the Dominican Republic uh, for a couple of years, and uh, I just suffered. From I don't remember a lot of. I don't seeing a lot of tall. Dominican Republic. There's not. Down there. There's not. There's I mean, not. I've been there's down not. There many I'm definitely zero point one percent. I'm telling you, we were like towering <laughs> over the whole league. 
Dude, man, you think about it at 15 years old. I'm six foot three trying to get into like public transportation. Everybody else is five foot five. Right, exactly. Can you even begin to imagine what it was for me? <laughs> you know how, how self I have to be like very cognizant. When of you got on a moped with your knees like at your chin. <laughs> <laughs> so one time, have you seen? So the Dominican Republic has what we call carro público, right? So it's a small piece, small transportation vehicles, basically vehicles that take you north, south, east, west. Right? That's no, I'm going to take you around here. Right, right. No, none of that stuff. Mm. It's just no time. Yep. So you got to go from this location to that location, that location to here, and then you got to either walk or whatever it is, right? So every single time that I would, you know, stand in, in, in the middle of the highway just to try to get. They just you, you drive know, by you. They would just drive by me. So I <laughs> was so, I oh my God. I'm I was six so, wide. I'm 6'3 wide. <laughs> I was so cognizant, babe. Abe, I'm like thinking, what is wrong with me? I'm just a big kid. But I'm 15 years old, right? So <laughs> I'm trying to capture one of these uh, cars. And the way that I finally decided that it was the best way is I started hiding behind trees. Started like, hey, stop. So they, they couldn't just see. Duck down. So they would just wow. see. They see the little thing. And I would just run, close the door. And they would say, this get out of here. I can't, I can't fit you. I can't fit anybody else. Because the more the people they fit right, inside, the more, the they more people they fit inside the car, the more people they make. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I used to hide behind it. That's like a, <laughs> that's like a cartoon. <laughs> He's <laughs> on his knees sticking his head out behind come a tree. Here, here I am. Oh, crazy. That is hysterical. But Holy it is God. the truth. <laughs> so... I'm just curious, what was like the next tallest person in the Dominican League? Actually, in uh, Tito Horfer, I played with Tito Horfer. You guys know all Horfer from yeah. the, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. And now in, uh, with uh, um, the 76ers. Uh, the Celtics and 76ers. So I played with his father um, um, in, the, in the DR. He was actually seven feet tall. It's a big so dude, a little man. bit tall. What are you six nine? I'm six nine. Yeah. But this guy was massive, long arms, man, ripped, strong. I was seventeen, right? I'm I'm still trying to be a man. All this stuff. This right. guy, one time, he picked up this rebound, and I'm trying to make up, right? Like I'm trying to achieve, get this guy to, you know, to you know, guard him because then nobody else can right. guard him in the entire league. I'm six foot nine. The other guy is tall. is about six foot six, six to seven, right? But they're big guys. So he goes back with his with his arm, grabs the ball, clocks me with his An elbow. elbow. Wow. Oh no! Boom! I go back. I said, I, I got to respect this man. I'm gonna have to guard him a different <laughs> way. There's no way in hell I'm gonna do the exact same thing I was doing before. So uh, well, now you know, Paul. He's played basketball. So what is? I don't. I'm not familiar with professional basketball in the Dominican Republic. Is it? Right a- <laughs> Is it is it a big business there? No, I mean it's, uh, it's baseball. baseball is what right. Baseball. I, well, I know this plenty is, of Dominican baseball players. Baseball is what's up. I mean, yeah. we have had some great success. Uh, obviously, with some you know great players coming out of the league, stuff like that. But On nothing point. like baseball. Nothing like baseball. Colin's great with the sound effects I mean, today. He couldn't have had that prepped. Yeah, I mean, he's just good. Had, you just had a baseball sound bite. Yeah, just chilling right? there. Just just hanging out, waiting for you to use one day. Do you want to be the producer, Colin? I'm I wish I had a basketball you. one. <laughs> if, if, if only if only Paul was on as point as you, I know we'd, we'd have a great show. We'd have a great show. <laughs> it would be wonderful. <laughs> Paul's world. Paul's world. There's a soundbite. Paul's world. It's Paul's world, <laughs> and we're all not really living in it. it it's just Paul. We got we, we got come up to a break soon, but yes. after the break, I want to. We got a lot of stuff we could talk about. Yeah, since, man. Since um, I want to talk about the rest of your cigars and whatnot, but I want to yeah. see your, what your take is on. PCA, yeah. CigarCon, 
That was, FDA. That was my next question. I mean, I got a slew of questions. It's I'm been not, so I'm long in. since we've had him on and the not show. Not only that, but I'm here live, baby. This yes. is it. I'm here for events and whatnot. And nice. so I got the time. Let's let's rock and roll. Everybody nice always yeah, finds yeah. their way in the area eventually in this we business. It. So every, it, it every, works out really well. Every single person except Skip Martin. <laughs> <laughs> every single person. I was wondering how long. Yeah. For those of you, for those of you, it's been a while. At, those of you playing at home, bingo. That's who I'm. <laughs> that, no drink. Yes, yeah, <laughs> or it's a drink or a bingo. That's who I'm. Well, that calls for a beer. That's who I'm fascinated with, Skip Martin. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> right, uh, we're going to take break. a short little break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Omar. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Dan Blunt here for Alec Bradley Cigars. You ever plunk down hard-earned cash for a cigar? You're hoping you just bought yourself a nice drive through taste town. Only to discover you're in the slow lane with a clunker. That sucks. Say goodbye to bad rides. Test drive an Alec Bradley cigar today. At Alec Bradley, they get it. Whether we're talking about life or cigars, it's all about the ride. Feel your soul and experience inspiration with the Aging Room Quattro Series by Rafael Nodal. More than just a master blender, but the inspired composer of four boutique masterpieces for the sophisticated palate of an aficionado. The Aging Room Quattro Series are a perfect cord of flavor and aroma and are born from the best tobaccos aged under the expertise of one of the greatest names in cigar making. Truly the perfect notes for a genuine cigar smoking experience. Aging Room Quattro Series. A quartet of excellence. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, producing small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco, from seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLECigars.com for more information. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate master blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Nestor Miranda Special Selection, the original collaboration with My Father Cigars, returns. A cigar for the movers, the shakers, the grinders, the doers, the builders. A cigar for those who give a firm handshake. If you're not afraid of starting with just $20 and a dream, we know all about that. Nestor Miranda Special Selection is an all-Nicaraguan masterpiece full of rich, deep flavors and complexity at an exceptional value. The original is back and made for those who know all about getting out there and doing something spectacular. Here's to the hustle. Available now through your local tobacconist. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. 
and Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you, so always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Ventura Cigar Company is a boutique cigar brand born in sunny Southern California. Ventura Cigar Company is on a mission to create memorable, complex cigar blends that excite the senses and reward discriminating palates. Experience the Cigar Aficionado number 13 Cigar of the Year. The archetype, Axis Mundi. Rise up, step up, look up, fire up, and leave compromise behind with Ventura Cigar Company. Check them out online at VenturaCigar.com. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting Space. live. <laughs> I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, on a stage. Are you going to make it? I think so. Yeah, one more hour left. Yeah. One All more right. hour. Tough it out. Paul? You are a tough dude, man. <laughs> dude, you're just a weak, <laughs> you're just a weak dude. No, he's sick. He has food poisoning. I think the the way he's I had a little food issues. poisoning yesterday. What did you have for lunch? I didn't have anything. I didn't eat anything yesterday. Uh, no, well, you it, said it, you had Chipotle. No, that was Wednesday night. <laughs> it's not food poisoning then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get sick, man. You're, Scared. You're such a wuss. I'm just. I just don't like getting sick. Yeah, who does? <laughs> oh my god, you make me feel for you. It's the only time you have some emotion in your voice. You got you got Adam's head cut off in the camera. You got to lift Sorry. Pull it back a little bit. You're making him even look worse than you. I keep is. turning the camera to him because it's fascinating. <laughs> this is terrible. Anyway, <laughs> our uh, mutual maker today, Mr. Uh, Omar DeFries of Fratello Cigars. Thank you for joining us today. So, what do you what do you want to start? Where how where has your line expanded since the last time you were on the show? So uh, I think you only had I think. Three, so I had two by two. the time that I, uh, I talked to you. Um, I may have been one, but anyways, and I think it was at least two. I remember you had multiple. It, was, it had it was. I definitely had the uh, Fratello Classico, which is my red label, and yes. I had the Fratello Bianco. So, um, so no, I uh, I expanded to the Fratello Oro, which Boomeister uh, um, actually asked about. I think it's a fantastic blend. Um, we actually after that, after I left NASA in 2017. I had launched uh, two new cigars that have a NASA-related theme, right? So we launched Fratello Naveta. Naveta stands for shuttle in Italian, obviously, because I have to keep up with my Italian theme of my cigars. And uh, and I, this is where I really geeked out with my cigars. We worked with a very special project. It was a very limited production of these cigars. It's not available for over 100 stores nationwide, and we have over oh, wow. 100 retailers right now. So um, <coughs> one of the things that makes this incredibly special is the fact that the cigar itself, just the creaminess, the balance of that flavor is at a whole different level. But the box is pretty special, too. I actually made the box look like a space shuttle tile. Do you have a box here? I don't have a box Oh, you're <laughs> kidding me. I know, I know, I know. I should have brought the box. You're kidding me. I do have a, I do have a cigar, but it looks like it's actually something pretty cool. Let me show them. The, uh, the, there's a little space shuttle leaf on the side of the, of the, on the, side of the uh, cigar, which is fairly unique. The box has a, a particular shuttle assigned to each one. So there's a Robusto Discovery, Toro Endeavor. So it's a really nice project. And uh, now we got a Google. Now we got a Google. <laughs> I Google, can find a picture. Google for the right? so You see the box. Yeah. I'm sure Paul will find a photo. I can get it. Yeah, you can get it. I got you. Abe. There you yeah, go. good. All right. All right. Very nice. Is. Spell it. Naveta. N a v e t a. T t a. Yeah, you got to tell the gringo how to spell it. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. Italian. <laughs> My wife thinks you're Jewish. I know. I heard. Wow. <laughs> I thought he was Jewish when I first met him. I thought 
thought so he too. He looks like a yeah. nice young, you know, like a good, you know, next door neighbor, little Jewish boy. So it's a black box. Yes, sir. He's, yeah, we got it. He's skirting the topic. <laughs> I, I'm just uh, getting the box up there so everybody can see. There but you go. Um, well, cool. So let me just go to the. Sorry, I'm I'm working and talking right, at so, the same so, time. Any, what else do you have? Is that, is that, is that the full I spectrum? I Inverso. That's the, my Spazio line. Launched that 2018 last year. We came out with the, some fresh packs this year, which was very, uh, it's a big success for, for, for Tello. Um, fresh packs being like the five yeah, pre-sealed. Got into the fresh pack business. Very interesting Now, do you uh, have experience. a display that you put them in, or a little box, counter box? So, yeah, or? I actually have a little display in the front. has a beautiful astronaut in the front. I made it really, really unique. Went in at a great price point. So, it was uh, it was, it was incredible. It was a, I had a great trade show thanks to, you know, that new demographic that now Fratello is sort of going, you know, after, which is the grab-and-go guy, the guy that, you know, goes into sort of like an impulse buy or goes in and just wants to put a fresh back into his, you know, uh, box. So, it was incredible. I mean, I, I, produ- I, I, was, I came in. Thinking I was going to be able to sell about you know five six seven thousand of these and came out with like eleven thousand sold so nice. it was a very good it was a very good trade show because of that new demographic. Speaking we have we have the box picture up right now. Nice. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yes. Uh huh. Nice. Beautiful box. Yes. So how does it how does it r- mimic the 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 space shuttle tile? So if you look at a space shuttle tile and you look at the the tile underneath, tile, correct the heat, okay. the heat retardant mm-hmm. tile, so it retains about three thousand plus degrees Fahrenheit right. as it comes in reentry. So, so I could put this in the oven? No, definitely oh. not put that in the <laughs> oven. But <laughs> I, you can put a blowtorch. You can put a blowtorch on a on a space shuttle tile. Actually, touch it like seconds after, and it doesn't feel. Like really? Anything. Oh, it's don't it's tell me you can do that to this box. Definitely not. Okay. So <laughs> don't would, do would, it. Don't do it. I don't know how expensive <laughs> that would be. Would do not this at home. Do not do it. I would have been impressed. I know, right? Uh, so, uh, so it's it's a, it's a very unique design. Uh, we put a little bit of an explanation when you open up the lid. So, it really was a, a project for me, a very special project for me to just connect with my background, continue to connect our background with NASA. Uh, my my tagline: It's not rocket science when it comes to tobacco because it's not. So, let's keep it simple, people. Let's keep it simple. That's funny. You brought up the trade show. So, speaking of trade shows, good way to segue segue into it. Obviously, a lot of this year, big controversy about the trade show, right? Um, what was your take? Now, you've been, I'm going to guess, what now, six years? Yeah, so I've been at seven trade shows. But seven. Six, mm-hmm. six years for, uh, for, for the Fratello business. Okay, so yeah, six years in the trade show as Fratello. Uh, what's your take on the direction that the show, that the trade show has been going, and especially with everything that's come up in this last year? So I'll tell you the truth. What I like to because see. Because you're, you're, you're a demographic that's, impo- I, I don't think people would realize how important your size company is to the demographic of this industry, right? Because it's your size company and the Skip Martins and the Sockas and the Nick Malillos, and that's where all the excitement is. Right. You know, General and Altidus aren't making anything exciting. I mean, uh, okay, great, you made a 552nd, you know, you know, Macanudo or, you know, 832nd <laughs> La Gloria Cubana. So this is a very important segment in our industry but a lot of what's going on really affects you guys more than anything else. So right. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. So, um, so my take on the trade show, to be honest with you, is um, I, I, I like to see more of the focus, not so much you know, on the consumer base. I want to see the, the focus go back to retail, right? I mean, the, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I kept on seeing was when, when, the, when I started on the company, when I started Fratello, I would see members of the IPCPR would see, you know, back then it was Don, it was Kyle, um, that were you know on the road that I would see these people constantly at events at activities, and um, and and they were they were actually taking people's checks to become 
part of the trade show, part of the association, and come to and participate. I want to see that focus back. And that was one of the questions that I was trying to indign to ask and as, as they were making the announcements. Um, uh, I, don't di- I don't disagree that there should be innovation, that we should try different things and stuff like that, especially when it comes to something like a consumer day. What I, what I like to see, though, is if you have your core and this is what you're incredibly good at, why don't try to, you know, reinforce why don't try to instead of like folk you know spending our energy into other different things let's go out and let's start hiring some people i'm on the road all the time mm-hmm. you know selling my cigars getting new retailers i think that's what organizations what, should be doing but what do you think they are good at currently so um <laughs> and the silence i think they've room. done a great job um really on what with with putting on the trade show except yeah. this year there was some mm-hmm. things that were not correct like that damn badge, man. I I, I, I went I went out of them and said, look, guys, how the hell are you going to do a paper tag and spend, you know, four days sweating, talking to retailers, giving hugs and all that good stuff and not expect this badge to fall a thousand times? It, it Something was, basic, right? It wasn't wrapped in plastic this It year? wasn't. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm like, no, no, what no, was, they didn't put the paper, they didn't put the the plastic 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 plastic. Plastic. Oh, I mean, people, I the plastic inside of plastic. Oh, my God. People, I had it in the, I, I, it fell down yeah, a thousand times. Yeah, the dojo guys were talking about it. It was a disaster. So, so, but. That said, I do believe that the organization has come a long way in terms of, you know, how has it, you know, how are they doing? They've been doing things differently. Like last year, they had, you know, uh, uh, activities and they had, you know, it's music all, it's, it's all and minuscule. stuff like that. It's all minuscule. It doesn't add to anything. I don't disagree. It, but it's, I, it's, <laughs> it's literally the one colored sprinkle on a cake. There's, there's been nothing other than the, the, the biggest thing I've seen them be and, and excel and change and develop at strictly is litigation and, 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 and lobbying. Right. That's where they've really become active and starting with S-Chip, they've become alive and figured out how to lobby and work towards more of that. Right. All that effort they put in that, they just completely stopped worrying about the show. They thought the show was on autopilot. And I don't think that, I, I, I think that this consumer day was an ill-gotten attempt that they thought would get more retailers there, which which really mind boggles me because the the board's made up of retailers, right? That cannot be it. I mean, no, if, no, it is. That was it. No, that was that it because they're mind. wanting us retailers to go out and market it, which you know, <laughs> most of them now aren't wanting to go because of it. How how are they going to market it? Like, look, look. If that was the venue, look. Here's my whole thing: is you shouldn't you shouldn't have bled it. If you wanted to do a cigar event to raise money then throw the biggest cigar event in the country just like you know all the other famous and big companies do they throw their you know we're going to the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival next month I've been to uh, uh, what cigars international called uh, fest uh, cigar fest yeah. been to cigar fest we went to the Texas festival we have our own great smoke coming up in February do that and do it on a different day right right but but you could have raised money. There was other ways of raising money. This, this, I believe, was their attempt. They thought retailers would all get behind this and want to bring their people in and whatever. And the, the, I, I don't know who. What can, I, what I don't I, know who painted the Picasso picture yeah. that they're all looking at and saying, "Wow, is that beautiful?" I heard something else. I will tell. I will, I will, I will well, do be share. Honest. I, I, do I share. heard something else when I was because everything I was I'm hearing show. is all secondhand information. Yeah, when I was at the uh, at the event, I mean, I wasn't so much driven towards you know they 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 painted a picture about how it can help the retailer. But it was all about the money, right? It was all about, you know, we need to raise more money to continue to fight our industry and to well, continue to defend it. That, then there, that, was the, that was the basic. Concept. Then there's a lot of way more innovative ways they could raise I money 100%. without 
already trying to stress a trade show that's on the verge and, and is a frail eggshell right now. I'm telling you, Abe, the biggest, and, and this is what I wanted to stand up and actually share because what is annoying to me is the fact that I want to make sure that this this is this is a this has been a lifeline of our industry. There's a lot of people that depend on the trade show to actually make their numbers, meet new people, and have and meet new people, people right, and new right. retailers. So what I want to do is I don't want to have less people. I mm. want the show to grow, not to not to decrease, right? So what I would do is something incredibly simple. Is I'm on the road right now. You know, in South Florida, I am introducing people to my cigars, people that have never heard of my cigars. I think that as much as we are investing on making sure that, you know, our industry is safe and that we are fighting regulation, we need to be investing it in getting new retailers and creating more excitement for people to come to the trade show and do 100% agree with do. you. So that is my biggest issue. I'm not saying that PC that that the consumer days, the Garcon is a bad thing because I do oh, like it, to hear I think it is going to be things. a bad thing. I don't, I don't disagree that it has some challenges, though, but the focus needs to be on retail, right? Now, the second focus, if you're going to do something like CigarCon, then let's figure out the days, right? I mean, the first day of the trade show, absolutely not. And I told, I told some of my friends, because I got a lot of these guys are on, my, are on the board, are good friends of mine, right? And I told, like, Phil better from up down. It's like, buddy, we cannot, we cannot have this the first day of the that's trade Diana's show. There's too many job. things. Yes, Diana's old job. Okay. Right. So it's like, we cannot have this the first day of the trade show. I mean, the first day, the last day, the day before the trade show, we're printing stuff. Oh, my God, this this letter came out wrong in this particular pricing sheet. We have to make this change. The day before, for I've us, seen people running incredible. the Kinkos and getting last-minute stuff printed because hey, something got lost in the mail or damaged. I mean, it's... It's too much. So... Uh, innovation, I'm all in. I like new ideas. I like to hear all these good things. Me too. I just it's don't just, think I want to. Let's. We should go back. We should take the focus back on retail. That's my. I, I, I'm, we're on the same page. So. And shrink the booth sizes. Yeah, I agree with that. Too. I, I've been saying that for years. I agree because it looks so big, man. Everything is. It's. It's like empty now, right? Like you. You go through hallways. You can throw a. You know, a bowling, bowling ball. ball yep. You know, why don't we just times? make it? Make it more concise. Like I go to tar- inner tobacco every single year, and there is not. There is not a space. It looks packed every time. Inner Tobacco is that, for the guys that don't know, is the uh, international trade show for, uh, that happens in Germany. Mm. And I've been there going for four years. It is packed. And the booths are packed. But it's not this massive, Mega. grandiose. Mm, right. But, but, the, footprint, you know, the footprint's been growing every year, and the attendance's yeah. been dropping every year. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it, even though it's, they deny it. I, that attendance has dropped. But it has to do with our retail, with 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 our own manufacturing, you know, friends. You know what I mean? People that want to be the biggest and the baddest. Well, that's the problem. But then all of a sudden, your booth, which mm-hmm. I know because I saw it right across the booth, doesn't look as big, doesn't look as packed. I'm still working on a 20 by 10 because unless I want to, oh, you know, all of a sudden grow to a 20 by 20, 20 by 30, then I know that my sales need to be adjusted Listen, to that level so that I can understand. You that. would need about 20% of the whole attendance in the Davidoff booth to make it look full. Of course. I mean, I don't care how many people are in there, man. That thing looks like it's a vast, you know, empty space because it's so massive. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in there. Yeah. All right. I agree. FDA, last time you were on. And I was just talking with a friend, a manufacturer friend of mine who is literally so concerned whether his company will be a viable company next year because his comment to me was that, his lawyers seem to think that the minimum amount per registration that he'll have to spend is roughly about $10,000. And he's got 100 SKUs, so that means that he's looking to come up with a, at least a million dollars right. 
to register his brands. Now, I don't, I, you know, I hear different things from different manufacturers, but this is one I know well, and he's not like one of these idiots, so I'm imagining that he's pretty accurate. And what, where are you and your company with this situation? So, um, I, I, thanks to, I guess, my NASA experience and budget, I, I, I'm pretty financially, you know, apt in terms of like, what kind of expenditures I am potentially looking to do. So are you looking at a potentially $10,000 per skew expenditure? Is that what you're having in the, your budget? The problem is, is you know, I have, I have enough cash to be able to deal with some part of the situation. The problem is, is that we don't know what it is, right? We don't know if it's 10000 I've heard 30000 Well, heard I heard 50000 at one point. 50000 mm -hmm. So, I mean, how the hell do you budget when, I mean, not even at NASA, we've been able to budget for, you know, uh, uh, making sure that we have the right crystal for Hubble, right, or for JWST, and because we, mm -hmm. we, we're making something brand new. How do you budget for something that is so unknown, right? You can have an idea. If it's 50000 there's no way I'm, you know half of the people you know are, are going to be able to do a force something like that not even not even some of the big guys if they actually do the actual math of what it will cost and the amount of cigars that will actually sell, have to sell will be able to sustain something like this right because i mean we're talking fifty thousand for one single skew mm -hmm. so until i know until we know what that number is how do you even begin to budget it's to me so so stupid to even begin to try to put something into now you can plan, right? But what the hell are you going to do if it's something something? But else? the government's been known to do stupid things. And and know? Gabby Caffey, Doctor Caffey, is on right now. He yeah. said the one thing to remember too: whatever the price is, it doesn't guarantee FDA approval. Right. So you could that's if it's fifty thousand, that's just the registration. You could fee. be throwing that away on every single one of your SKUs yep. and not be approved. So yep. I was participating like two weeks ago at a congressional event. It was done in uh, in, in a beautiful uh, lounge in Alexandria. Right. And there was over, you know, six, seven congressmen, all Republican congressmen, and we're all having a conversation. They introduced me as a manufacturer, one of the guys that could potentially be going out of business if we don't do something about this whole situation. Um, and when they introduced me and I went up there, all I had to say is, guys, we need your help right now. To potentially talk, to, somebody has to talk to this administration and have some sort of one-on-one. -on -one where these are things that are obviously taking place. I'm not saying that, it, that they're not, but it's just coming a long way too slow because we're too minuscule of an industry. We're bleep in the radar, and so right now, unfortunately, legislation. I don't, I don't, I just don't see it as viable now that there's a different, you know, I mean, uh, 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 party in Congress and a different party, the Senate. Um, I think it's an administration issue. When, when you talk about how minuscule we are, and I, I brought it up before, but for those who didn't catch it, you know, one of the most interesting facts that I would kind of, I mean, I always knew we were like one and a half, two percent of the whole tobacco industry, but to put that number in perspective, one of the facts in hand rolls were there were 700 million units of cigars sold um, for the year, right? There are 620 million units of cigarettes sold every hour 620 million an hour hour wow <laughs> and that's when nobody's smoking now like how, you know how, how few people smoke now and 620 million now, per hour was that just a u.s number or a world number it's got to be a world number I, I, it's probably a world number but, right. but, but, but i mean i'm, I'm looking I'm, I'm, I'm looking i, I mean I'm, I, I'm gonna now i'm gonna watch it again but that was i mean i remember i i be wrong that to read that again i'm like did i just read that right yeah, it's but ridiculous. But even international, I mean, we're still the largest consumer by far of cigars. So I would U put US? million. Okay, is that yeah. true? U.S., yeah. Tuba uh, full tobacco, no. That would be China, I believe. For cigars for cigars. Yeah. For, for cigars, cigarettes, China. For, for, to, for all tobacco use, it would be China. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about cigars, but even if, even if you put another 100 million or 150 million, we're still. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tiny. Nothing. It's just, just put another 150 million. 
worldwide, which is probably what the number is, uh-huh. and then you're done. It's, yeah, it's still nothing. So it's insane. That's how weak. That's how little insignificant the premium cigar side is. A drop in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is good to see your perspective on it, though, because you have a unique perspective, having worked for a government agency before. Right. Right. So, I mean, not that it's this, the same type of thing, but you're kind of bringing the reality of what goes on, which I guess everybody kind of knows how things work in the government anyway. But... Well, but you, you do and you don't, right? So for, when, I, when I decided to leave NASA in 2016, right, this was three months, three months after the whole regulation had decided to come in. This was August 6th. I moved. I, I left NASA end of September. People were calling me crazy. I would go to a meeting and say, what the hell are you doing? Why would you leave when this <laughs> industry is under attack? And the answer that I gave everyone else is it's the government and it moves slow. So I called it and said, delay, delay, delay. And true enough, I was right about that. Now, obviously, different story right now is we're approaching different deadlines and substantial equivalence of the situation with the judge, you know, of what's going to happen in uh, May of next year. So those are things that obviously we're going to have to start dealing with. But for us, so far, you know, back when I made the decision, I still stand by it. So how long ago was that? It's 2016. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. Delay, delay, delay. Yep. Welcome to the U.S. government. Rather than... <laughs> Rather than make a decision that's final, it's too permanent for them, here's right? The, they, they here, don't want here's to... the problem. They, they attack this with one aspect of something in mind, never realizing the ramifications of how it would work in premium cigars. And I think at some point they realize no matter what they say, they got no way to really figure out how to enforce it, regulate it. Right. Right. Or I mean, just writing something down on a piece of paper doesn't make it work or viable or right. feasible. Right. And that's what they do. They're, they're very good at writing stuff down. But not in the practical yeah, application. Not thinking mm-hmm. things through, you know. And, and look, I mean, look, Facebook is all left right now and everybody's arguing, but they both suck. I mean, just government in general is just. I, I, I'm never impressed with wow that super smart move there, <laughs> ultra ultra intelligent concept or program there. I mean, it's, it's just it, it's all about waste, overage. You know, n- least practical way to do something, and and very has very little to do with any common sense at the end of the day. And that's that's I think I, I, I think that's how a guy like Donald Trump won the election. Absolutely right. The, the other thing about that though, I like, that's like it. you know when they were asking me, it's like you look. I have a lot of really good friends on you know in general counsel at NASA. The the the, the name of the game is settle, 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 deal, deal, deal. Because you the only way to fight you know litigation is with people. And it's not like you have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people and contracts that you can just put out with the amount of litigation that you're getting. So with the amount of litigation that something like the FDA was receiving, that was another little sort of quite, you know point for me or for the reference that said, how the hell are they going to deal with the amount of uh, right. uh, uh, problems that they have? And so obviously then in turn, starts delay, delay, delay. So, but one thing that I wasn't paying too much attention was all the health groups, you know, coming after us like me. Can you man. believe that? Like they that got nothing rough. better to do. Yeah, like nothing better to do, man. But then all of a sudden, every, everything is okay with weed. No, no problem with weed. Let's Isn't it crazy? And then let's get how, to how, vandalized about it. Yeah, how, how, can, how can they be so relentless um, on tobacco in general? Forget it, all aspects of it. I mean, yeah. including cigarettes, right? Yeah. They don't. Nobody cares about what's going on with weed. Do they? Do they believe there's no harmful side effects of yeah. inhaling weed? Of course, there has to be. I mean, it's just it's, it's silly. You're, you're 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 burning something and inhaling it in your lungs. It's combustion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care what combust what something and put it in your lungs. Something's going to happen. But, something not but good. tobacco has has gotten this bad rap, obviously, over the last however many years, and it's the it's it's generally the consensus in the general public is that tobacco is bad and evil. So it's easy for them to fight against 
tobacco, marijuana is kind of like, hey, man, it's once all again, chill. Once again, our government. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but how does that make any sense? Oh, it doesn't make any sense okay. at all. It's just what it, what's the easiest thing to fight against? Tobacco is very easy to fight against because everybody knows that cigarettes are bad. Why are we fighting it? Why are we or why yeah, aren't what, we? What, what are we fighting? Well, wow, that's a great question. You know, you act like this is some kind of illegal product. They, 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 they give, they, they, they've, they've deterred drug trafficking in across borders with less effort they put in against tobacco. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just utterly ridiculous. This is nothing but politics and games, and it's people who are creating jobs and marketplace with all these smoke-free Florida that gets our taxpaying money, government money, so they can go out and get. Pay themselves money. This is what it's about. Well, it breaks my it's all heart. about money. If you mm-hmm. just believe it's about it really money is. at the end of the day, you don't get what's going on in this country. It's about the money. These people aren't fighting tobacco because they can't. They're fighting tobacco because they're getting money. R.G. Reynolds and Philip Morris all are providing millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to keep all these people employed all year long. Breaks my heart, man. Is the fact that uh, right now I should be looking at, uh, at you know and the next the next person that's going to be handling Fratello in the Midwest. I can't do that right now. I got to focus on you know diverting that dollars and those dollars amounts into you know potential legal fees and whatnot. And so instead of me being able to focus on growing my business, I got to focus on potentially yeah. seeing the effects of what this going to do. That's the downside. Absolutely, very, sad, very negative effects all the way around. Right, all the way around. Absolutely. Completely, utterly ridiculous. Absolutely. Omar, thank you for being here today. It's been you an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Dude, awesome. Yes. Very awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Great to meet you. Thank you very much for all of you. I want another invite. I want another invite. You got it, man. Listen to me. Any, any time you're coming down this area, please let us know, man. Thank you. Seriously, <laughs> we, we'd love to have you on. I mean, we could, we could easily talk another Adam hour. Adam has so many more space questions for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yes. some of those for you. We'll, <laughs> some <laughs> we'll see how it goes from there. All right. Uh, I'll take a short break. When we come back, we will have Tobacco Kennedy to talk about Black Smoke Miami. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hi, this is Nish Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I want to introduce you guys out to our Old World Reserve Corojo made in a Honduran facility. What a beautiful medium-bodied cigar. When you light it up, it's got a gorgeous white ash, and you get that sweetness from that delicious Corojo wrapper, a little bit of spice, and a lot of nuttiness. Go to your local brick and mortar, check out the Old World Reserve Corojo. You will not be disappointed. Again, what a delicious cigar. Have you yet experienced a Toscano cigar? The full-bodied flavors and aromas of fire-cured tobaccos and a long aging time make smoking a Toscano a unique and exciting experience. Since 1818, Toscano has been one of the best-selling cigars in the world. 200 years of tradition are hand-rolled in the unique shape of every Toscano cigar. Smoking a Toscano is a way of life. Take part in a 200-year-old legacy of handmade, fire-cured Italian cigars. Available at your local premium cigar retailer. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Christoph. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Christoph.com and click on the Discover Your Christoph tab to find the Christoph cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Christoph. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is his Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with taste of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. 
On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it's lying to you, as the cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there's no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias, or that it's intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua! With over 20 years in the cigar industry, Eric Espinoza has done it all. He began in retail, became a sales manager, developed and owns his own brands, and today is internationally known as a manufacturer of top-quality premium cigars. Nothing gives Eric more pleasure than to be able to make his own cigars for consumers worldwide to enjoy. Experience cigars made in the Espinosa way. La Ranja Reserva, Murcielago, 601, and Espinosa Habano in Connecticut. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rickloose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rickloose. Wow, that's good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rickloose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rickloose cigar and do it today. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Great and fun times are always made better with great food. Come experience a new menu by Rum Shack at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino in West Palm Beach. Featuring exciting new and delicious offerings. Experience their one-pound New York Strip Steak Special for just under $15 daily until 10 p.m. Enjoy a fine lunch without breaking your wallet every Tuesday and Saturday from their $7 lunch menu. No matter the time or day, the kitchen is open till close at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Uh, uh. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. Paul, the producer. Are you fading or are you feeling all right? I'm okay. Okay. A little better. He may make it. I checked his pulse during the break. Yeah. It's not. ready, but okay. <laughs> it's just below normal. Yeah. And uh, we are. if you missed any part of the Omar DeFries interview from Patello Cigars, make sure you go back and check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. And uh, great stuff. All Can I mention there. what you just said off the air? Is that wrong to say what you yeah. just said? Why do you got to ask? Because, uh, you know, it's his personal business. But I want to... Adam has not been to a doctor, you said, since 2005. Literally, literally yesterday, I said to him, when's the last time you had a physical? And he's like, uh, I said, you go to physical every year? He goes, uh, 2000. I was like, dude, why? You what? have medical insurance. Well, what's your problem? And, and he has good medical insurance. He, he just, at your where where he works with you. He just doesn't care to go. What do you not believe in? Like like prevention care. There's nothing wrong. So why? <laughs> well, you're not feeling good now. Maybe that's a conglomeration of the past, you know, fifteen the, years the, of not the, going the, to the, the doctor. The point is, is that a lot of illnesses is by the time you feel something is wrong. It's too late to do anything. Exactly. 
the point of going every year is to catch something early enough that may be easily treated so that it doesn't become a terminal problem. I so, love watching so him then, listen to you. So, wait, so then my next question to him was, well, you know, if you had a terminal illness, you know, would you be upset? And he went like this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what he said. You wouldn't know. He's like, mm, mm, mm. Do you go to the doctor when you're sick? Not really. No. <laughs> Why? He just drinks more bourbon. Now that and calls for me, a beer. And See, you tell me that this guy's bur- not fascinating. Bur- bourbon, bourbon for Adam is like Windex for the Greeks. Yeah, it just cures everything. <laughs> cures everything? Yes. That and gin cures all. There you go. Always remember that. All right. <laughs> yes. Anyway, oh, man. And uh, we are now joined by Tobacco Kennedy from Black Smoke Miami. Uh, Tobacco Kennedy, thank you for being here, sir. Oh, thank you for having us this morning. Appreciate it. Well, before it's Black be Smoke home. Miami, I mean, it's the first time I actually met TK. Yes. Was uh, Do you prefer TK or do you want the full Tobacco Kennedy? Either one is fine. Well, less syllables for me. Them. I'm a little tired. We'll TK's, TK's yeah. easier. TK works. We have Tobacco Kennedy on the screen. So. Oh, good. Okay. 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 There, there you go. <laughs> so so the first time we met is um, you were doing a show called Stogie TV. Correct. Which was like a vodcast, like I said, which would you call it? It was actually airing on some... YouTube. Oh, yeah. A YouTube channel called It was Stogie a YouTube TV, channel. Yeah. Now, is that still around? Still around. Okay. On season six. Are you really? Yes. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't even know it was still going on. I thought you moved on to others. I thought Black Smoke Miami was taking up your phone. So you, you still do Stogie TV, which is Absolutely. a YouTube channel. And, and when do you, you know, is, do you have a regular schedule when you air episodes or? It depends on, like, after every season, we just go and film another season. If it's like eight to ten episodes, which are featuring different cigar shops from the United States. And Black Smoke does take up a lot of time. I know. So I could I, imagine. I pause Stogie TV to focus on Black Smoke. Then after Black Smoke, we start filming the next so, season. So that's like the off-season for Stogie TV is Black Smoke Miami. Correct. That works. So are, are your episodes basically retail, cigar retail-centric? Is that what it is? You're featuring cigar stores around the country? Yes, and the lifestyle. And the lifestyle. Yes. And how long are your episodes? Any shop. I mean, we did your shop. That was like 30 minutes. That's okay. That's a long episode. That's a long one. Yeah. So anywhere okay. from 15 to 30 minutes per episode. Yeah. So how'd you, how did you go from doing Stogie TV to saying, uh, I want to throw a mega event in Miami of all places? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got logistical issues when you start dealing in a big city like Miami. You know, I mean, it's just, no I can imagine. It's I mean, not all like Will Smith singing and driving down the street. No, no, it's not. Oh, look, he still he can still be funny even when that he's was very sick. funny. So how did, how did that evolve? And, and tell us exactly what it is, because you know I was telling you before you came on the show, we have meetings usually on a Thursday or Friday where we try to um, you know kind of just direct to what we want to talk about in the show and whatever. And and one of the things Paul said, I went on the website and I I, I really don't know what's going on. Okay. You know, you got a lot of dates and a lot of things, but he, he didn't get. So tell us. What exactly it is and how you came up with the Black Smoke Miami. All right, Black Smoke Miami is a five-day cigar festival held in Miami, Florida. We have a series of events over a five-day period from Wednesday to that Sunday, which is Labor Day weekend. And it's Is there a main event? The main event, yes, is called the Backyard Boogie, founded by Jason over here, my partner. It's a Saturday all blow out, all white party. It's, so it's a party. It's a big party. Okay, because <laughs> because I, I Colin's on point. I love you. Yeah. Because you know, even when I was reading the website, and I, I, you know, I unfortunately haven't really been down to the event yet. You know, um, I really try not to go to Miami. I kind of feel like I need a visa to go down to Miami. I got to go. I make apply. sure I get my passport stamped yeah, every I time I'm there. Missing, you know, apply for a visa. It's funny because when I first moved here, man, and when I was 26 years old, I was in Miami every weekend, mm-hmm. right? You know, live in Miami, <laughs> but you know that wore out fast, and I yeah. really try to avoid Miami. Um, but 
uh, I imagine this was similar to like the, the Great Smoke and other styles of events, but it's kind of not. You don't have a one day of. All, I mean, I, all the manufacturers. Right. There's not that. From what I saw, there's not like a, a, a like a meet and greet with. Is, is manufacturers are involved or they're not involved? It, like, this is more the, a, a cigar retailer centric event, right? Your your right. events at a, a different retail shops. We do have the different events at different retail shops and different venues to showcase Miami. Okay. I, my partner Jason wants to say something. Yes, Jason, move that, that mic over. Hi, you're right. So oh, basically, oh, sorry. My man, I'm sorry. There we go. You can hold it, yeah. <laughs> no, that feels weird. I'm not going <laughs> like to hold it. I'm not going to hold it. They're helping. There, there you go. There you go. All right. So basically, with this event, like after looking at all the different cigar festivals and events around the country. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. It's pretty much all the same. It's more of a come out, meet the manufacturers and all of that. And I said, wow, there's no real cigar entertainment type festival being done in the industry okay so we were like why don't we approach it from a different perspective so we cover both bases we do have a, quite a few manufacturers are involved in the event this okay. year on um, Caldwell's cigars our title sponsor this year uh, we got um alec bradley involved this year we have um Cabana Khan. we got aj Cohiba. we got cohiba um, we're working on something really big with a brand that I don't want to mention right now because we're still negotiating. So from that perspective, yeah, they will get the interaction with the brands on on those on the big festival, which is on Saturday, the Backyard Boogie. So from that perspective, we will add that component to it, but we also want to turn it into one big cigar party. Okay, so the Backyard Boogie, what what? What do I expect when I go there? When you when you get to the back, I see the picture, so I gotta dress in white. Right, you gotta come in white. I gotta come dressed in yeah, white. Yeah, we're stopping you at the door. No white, you can't come I, in. I don't own white, one white piece of clothing. You live in South Florida. You don't, I don't own white clothing. I'm a Johnny Cash man, man. I don't. But, I don't think I own one <laughs> white. Not even. He, not even any pieces of my underwear. Listen, right, so man. Listen, we, you left Chicago a long time ago. You, you don't wear black in South Florida. I, I, what am I wearing right now? Yeah, yeah that's black. Black, yeah. black on black. Even. <laughs> Even my sandals are black. <laughs> it's it's slimming. Yeah, but what you what you, what you get to expect at this event? You have a huge stage with live entertainment. We have food trucks. We have a cigar lounge that's going to be built out. We're going to have a private VIP area for our um, VIP people that's coming in for the weekend. So pretty much, it's it's you get like I said, you get everything that you would normally get at a cigar festival, but you add a little music, a little fun, a little right. entertainment. It's like a big party. It's like that's a big party. That, right? Okay, that's what I they're, was they're asking. They're eating, they're drinking, drinking, they're listening to live music. There's some manufacturers there. Exactly. They want to with them. Yeah. So okay. so we so we kind of took the best of both worlds. Because I come from the event back, my background is I do events for a living. And I'm like, yo, why don't we do something a little different? Because everyone's like, we don't need another cigar event. Of the same type of right. cigar event. No, no one told the PCA this, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. But go ahead. Yeah, but so it's kind of like, we don't need another one. It's like, and it's, I'm not knocking anybody. They're, they're great events, but if we continue to all do the exact same thing, it's like, okay, after a while, people are going to be like, okay, another event I get to go meet this person pick up my cigars and I go home and you right. know it's like it's Miami I, it's Labor Day weekend come to Miami let's have a good time I, I find it, it for, oh, sorry. <laughs> I find it very challenging just in our own event to try to change it up every year so I don't get stale with my own event right compared to all the other ones that are out there so now the other events prior are they just like cigar shop gathering events? Because I know they're at, you have a couple events at retail stores right so on we do our meet and greet at a cigar shop 
uh, which we're going to be at Smoke on the Water this year. And there's a manufacturer there. Right. Okay. So our title sponsor, which is Caldwell Cigars, they're going to be there with us that night. So and how get... many people will you expect that night to be in the well, retail store? Here's a funny story. Year one, oh, yeah. we were planning for 20 people. 12, I said maybe 50 people to show up on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was more like 100, 200. And it's like, wait, where are these people coming from? <laughs> on a Wednesday night. Yeah. And then last <laughs> year. <laughs> and then Don't last they have something year, to do on Wednesday night? are putting them? Because if it gets much bigger, I mean, it's a retail Bro, store. Let me, let me tell you something. It's for the store. you lead and get a ranch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I mean, that's the problems I had. You know, and that's the thing, because the first year we were at Quinkus in Hollywood, in downtown Hollywood, we figured, you know, a couple of people show up, we have a couple of drinks, we smoke a couple of sticks, and we get ready for the weekend. Yeah, the entire freaking sidewalk. <laughs> it was filled with people. It was a beautiful problem. It was a, it was, it was. And then, so last year, uh, we did the meet and greet at Prime and um, on Brickle. Again, we were saying, okay, last year was a couple of hundred people. Maybe we'll get about 200 people. Yeah, we packed out Prime last year. I mean, it was packed out. Like, I mean, you couldn't sit anywhere. It right. Was, it was a big party. So we, what we've learned was that with these events at cigar shops, they don't really work. Per se, because we have too many people showing That's up. That's what I'm saying. It's not a venue for it. Right. It's hard. And, and a lot of cigar shop reach out to yo, come over here, come over here, bring it to our shop. I'm like, it's not that we don't want to come to your shop, right? But we have to make it comfortable. And Miami, right. Miami area, unfortunately, like in major big, big cities, like when, when you know, we're here in South Florida, we get a little spoiled, right? When we have some of our consumers go up to New York, like, Man, all the shops are small. I said, you know what they're paying a square foot up there? Mm. I mean, nobody's building a mega store in right. Manhattan, right? So Miami's the same thing. There's not like a lot of big venues down there to, to house it. I mean, you have a lot of a few options, but as you guys continue to grow, it's going to become more and more of a problem. Right. So that's why, you know, we've, we have a great partnership with our host hotel, which happens to sit on a golf course, which it has a huge outback. Now you're so talking. So we were able to use that area now and incorporate that. So now people that are staying at the hotel, you don't have to go anywhere. Everything's right there at the hotel, out back by the pool. So we kind of like, you know, this is year three. And as we continue to grow, and three years like yeah, that, oh yeah. Yo, yeah, and we're already planning for year five, which is going to be a milestone event uh, year for us. So we're already thinking year five, like it has to be like a blowout year. So we, we're growing, you know. And as we grow and we learn, and we, you know, because when TK first came to me with this project, and I still remember the conversation that day. Yo, we got to talk, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. He's like, I got an idea for an event, <laughs> okay. And that's how you came to me. That's Literally. a great TK impression you got yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that, that, listen to me. That's how that's how most ideas start. I mean, it's it's something like that. I I threw um, our tenth anniversary party. I think it was our. T I mean, yeah, tenth anniversary. And one of the manufacturers was so blown away. I mean, we had like six hundred and fifty to eight hundred people there, in in, in, our, in our smaller West Palm store at the time. And he's like, dude, this is insane. Where do you go from here? And he was right. It was a pretty epic event. You know, we gave away a Harley and everything. I'm seeing myself. Wait, whoa, wait. I'm sorry. You, you gave away what? A Harley. Okay. Just want to make sure I heard that. Yeah, we give away a Harley, we've given away a Harley, a Camaro, a 1957 Caddy, um, and this year in November we'll be giving away a 1953 F Ford 100. Okay. In November. We'll talk about it after. Continue. Continue. So, anyways, we gave away a Harley that year. It was the first year I'd given something away, and, but it was really massive, especially back then. There were these type of events, and this wasn't like a, a, a festival. This was like a store event, almost 800 people, and um, we had this courtyard that was packed, and that's kind of where I came up with ideas. Like, what do you do next? I'm looking at this courtyard. I was like, oh, I bet you I could throw a kind of a cigar event here, and we did the first two years in that courtyard until it became shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder stupid, and we had to outgrow it, but, I mean, that's things that you guys will enjoy and face in the next 
Looking upcoming, forward to it, actually. Upcoming years. So question, because I'm leading into a question, because we had a topic uh, Thursday night, is the name. How did you come up with the name Black Smoke Miami? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where things get uh, get hairy. Black Smoke Miami, um, I've been in the industry for, let me see, I've been in since 2010. In the On the retail side, right? Yes. Did, okay. And then went to the um, Dove in a little deeper. Um, got my blessings from Abe, so okay, you can go further. Get nice, <laughs> <laughs> Get nice and close to that mic. Okay. Um, Black Smoke Miami, what I've noticed over the years, I would say within the last 10 to 15 years, was an emergence, an emergence of black, cigar, um, black people smoking cigars. You've noticed ago. it for 10 to 15 years? Within a, a growth. Okay. Because you know, like, last year, the number one trending thing in our industry that most people didn't even recognize were um, black-owned cigar shops that were you know, basically catered to black people. I mean, it was there were more and more of these shops happening across the country. and um, But still, like Paul mentioned to me, right, he's like, he f- do you feel like you were alienating some people, or did you want this to be strictly a culturally black event no i wanted this to be for everyone i just wanted um a platform that recognizes the emergence that hey we're doing this collectively now this is a celebration thank god we we now have this thank god for the cigar industry that provides this platform for us to enjoy because paul feels like he's uninvited <laughs> all, right. Oh, all right paul he does. Right. this is what paul, he said this is what he said i, to I me did in, i did in, in I was, it was a question i was like well if it's i didn't know that that's why it was called black smoke miami by the way so when Abe explained it to me, I was like, so can I go? <laughs> and I'm like, why not? <laughs> yeah. But it's, I get that you, a lot. I get that a lot. And I actually noticed that more so my like in the in the young black community, like, you know, young young guys, especially like eighteen to twenty five, I've noticed that there's a, a huge emergence in cigar smokers in my friends. And I, I don't know exactly why that is, because it, it was always an older generation thing for all races right, and cultures. Right, across the board. But now I've noticed definitely an emergence in the in the younger black youth smoking cigars and, you know, quality cigars, too, obviously. But what why is that? I would have to say um, guidance. OK. Guidance. Like, for so, for example, like myself. My best friend was like, hey, listen, I want to put you on to something different. Yeah, yeah. You're a business guy. I think you should come over here. I smoke cigars. I yeah. think I hear some of the conversations going on at the cigar lounge. I'm like, a cigar lounge? Really? Next <laughs> thing you know, I get there, and true enough, they're, they're, they're having these great conversations about business. And I'm like, hey, man, hey, great to meet you. Business cards right. going around. Then I turn around, and I pass that information on to someone. Like, hey, come and join me mm-hmm. at a cigar lounge. I want, to, I want you to come and meet a couple of people. So it's going from the golf course to the to the office to the right. cigar lounge in that same circle, and it just kept growing. It's like each one teach one, if you would, like each one teach one. Come on, join me. Join I like me. that saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, might, I might borrow that. Hey, it's yours. I'll give you, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. <laughs> it's going to be on the front of all of his stores, now, right? right? <laughs> Smoke well, in no, because we, we, each we, one teach one. <laughs> because when he brought that up to me, you know, because I was, you know, I have you know biracial children. I was talking to my daughter last night, and it's like you'd go to Oktoberfest. I guess I would, yeah. Yeah, you don't feel yeah. you're not invited there. Yeah. I've been to Chinese New Year's and whatever. So, I mean, I, I could see, because I don't think that way. You know, everybody's worried differently. I, yeah. I, I, I've never actually even thought that as a, as a thought. I just, I figured it was a culturally thing, just like there's Oktoberfest or, you know, Chinese New Year or whatever other, you know, ethnic or 
you know, uh, events there all yeah. happen all the time. And we go and you know, we're all, hey, all, all of us are Irish on St. Paddy's Day. Yep. yep. No, so, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just one of those things. But I, 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 I had to believe that this, that's probably a more common feeling than I would anticipate it. You know, has anybody ever approached you on that? Oh, my God. We Did they ask you permission? Issues. Hey, hey <laughs> can I come? Hey, TK, is, is it okay if I show up? I really want to come. Man, let me tell you, I've, had, I've caught it, unfortunately, from both sides, actually. We oh, had, really? Um, our first year, uh, we were called racist um, on a, on social media platforms. I mean, this dude, whoever he was, he had it out for me. Like, he just kept gunning for me. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're doing this the wrong way. One, this shouldn't be on social media like this. Mm-hmm. And here I am defending the situation. And then on the other end, I'm getting from the other side. Uh, listen, are you segregating this industry? What are you trying to do? I'm like, whoa, 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 hold, hold, hold on here. If anyone knows who I am, this is all love. This is all right. all growth. What I've noticed in my community is a different route of daily activities. Instead of going to the traditional, uh, we're just going to go to the club and turn up. That's it. Now mm-hmm. it's like, hey, meet me at Smoke Inn. Right. Let's go hang out at Smoke Inn. I, I've experienced this evolution in one of my retail outlets. I mean, you you were hanging out in one of our shops last night, and I'm, I mean, it just it's evolved into the place to be. Right. right. On a Friday night. Oh yeah. Sure, you know, sure. I, mean, it's, I just don't. Hands I, down. And I don't know how it happened. I mean, just literally just happened. Organic. Organic. Yeah, it was or- literally. It, it was organic love. Or, organic. I mean, literally, it was just organic, right? And and. We love it. I mean, my wife and I try to make it most oh, Friday nights. But but I you don't. You look like you were having a good time. <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you did look like I caught. I wasn't feeling well. I was supposed to meet him last night, and um, I, I ended up like passing out, and then woke up like I don't know, it was eleven forty or something. And I just literally caught him making a live video. He was he was having a good time. <laughs> I love, but I love but here's the thing: spot. I don't feel uncomfortable at that store. Because, Ever it's, because it's, it's a fa- it's, it's a name. family atmosphere no, in that place because too. It's the name of the event that makes you wonder. That that's what it is. I mean, I didn't. And think we get about it a it. lot. I mean, I got um, something for Jewish smoke. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like really, but listen, it's for everyone. It's across the board. I just noticed a, a change in our daily activities mm-hmm. in our community, and I truly believe that the cigar industry and the black community is going to transform us to a higher. Um, platform. It's going to enhance us. We're now doing more business deals. We're now doing more networking. We're now meeting. Oh, that's more the life. That's the lifestyle. I mean, I mean, right? listen to me. The cigar lifestyle. I mean, one of the things that I've always like myself was drawn to the industry was it, it brings everybody together. That's what I'm saying. I mean, literally, it brings everybody together. How the hell else would Abe and I have met? Never. Let's be honest. <laughs> Never. There's no Never. other way. If I saw him at the beach, I would have kicked sand out. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have been at the beach. No, definitely. I don't you don't do, like I, sand. I don't do beach. <laughs> but no, I mean, and it does. There's there's an automatic brotherhood. When I'm on vacation, mm-hmm. right, and, and like a, on a cruise, right? It's the guy I meet in the cigar room. I become best. That's my buddy for the trip. The psychology now, is crazy, right? It's like my buddy for the trip. Oh, dude, what do you got? What do you got? Right. And then you know we've known each other for thirty minutes, like not even ten minutes, and yeah. we're right. getting each other cigars. <laughs> hey, try this. Oh, yeah. this. So it, it does, and 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 because of the lifestyle. Look, I mean, it's not a inexpensive habit. No. You know, it's 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 it. it you kind of mm-hmm. need some discretionary income, so there is a more professional and business minded, typically of the consumer base male or female Mm -hmm. so yeah i I totally see what he's saying is it's better for his community it's better for you know i mean not just his people but anybody it's a good good environment to be in it's definitely not a negative environment Mm -hmm. right so i I get it it's a hundred percent fact and one of the things like i said that i was drawn to the industry about being involved so 
How how do people they you got a website do they want to find more information where it's at, what's going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Across all platforms, all spectrums of Black Smoke Miami. Uh, feel free to go to our website, blacksmokemiami.com. Are tickets available at the, on the, the events? So so I, I saw so you have an a la carte package and you have like one guy can get a pass for everything all the whole weekend. Don't talk about that. Sorry. All right, so yeah, so technically we have two packages. You have a all access VIP pass, which are very limited. It may snap. Get careful. Oh, yeah, yeah. It might go pop. A lot of old equipment in here. Yes. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have an all-access VIP pass. Um, very limited. Um, they're almost sold out. So if you don't have one, you better grab one because they're going really quickly. Uh, and then we have you can buy a la carte. And the reason why we did the a la carte because last year, because it's a long, it's five days. There's a lot yeah. of people yeah. said, oh, I can only come in on Friday. I can only get there on Saturday. So I said, well, I don't want to make them buy a VIP package if they're not going to really experience the entire weekend. Yeah. Right. So I said, to make it fair, I said, you know what? If you're only going to be here for Friday and Saturday, you can buy a ticket for Friday and Saturday. And right. I'm still going to throw in two free drinks for you. Mm -hmm. You know, So I still make it worth their while. So, yeah, so the, week, the VIP package is a weekend pass, uh, which covers you for the entire weekend, food, drinks, the whole nine. Um, get the uh, amazing swag bag. We're known for our swag bags. Ooh. So I think people just come because of our swag bags. I didn't bags. see that on the yeah. website. Yeah. I love yeah. a swag yeah. bag. Yeah. Swag bags are pretty, <laughs> they're pretty like, uh, special. I put a lot of work into the swag bags. Nice. And the problem with that is I keep outdoing myself, so every year it becomes more pressure <laughs> to do a better swag bag. Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. So like, last year, I was like, oh, I heard more talk last year about these swag bags than I heard about the actual events. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew at that point, oh boy. You know, so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I have a pretty dope swag bag this year. Uh, make sure I get you guys one. So, you know. Oh, thank you. You know, so we'll make sure you take care of you guys. So and how many people do you guys expect at the event this year? I stopped, at the main event. I stopped expecting because <laughs> literally, like, year one, um, we had probably about 800 people or so. And then last year, if you look at the pictures on our social media and website, I remember looking at TK, like, where did all these people come from and how did they know about this event? So I write the down, white party itself from the pictures from right. last year. And it looked packed. And that's I mean, what I'm saying. Like the year before, it I was know. nothing like that. Huh. So we went in there with the anticipation of, oh, okay, cool. And then I kind of looked from the stage. I'm like, okay, where did this crowd come from? Right. So I don't. I just said, you know what? I hey, four thousand, five thousand. Who knows? I mean, at this point right now. They're just going to show up in droves, and we're looking forward to having everybody at Black Smoke Miami 2019, powered by Caldwell Cigars. Tickets are on sale, blacksmokemiami.com. You can follow us on social media. Nice. Black Smoke Miami on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now, before we head out, I want to, TK's been in the industry for a while with his show and, and whatnot. I, I just like hearing people's opinions. What, what's your take on what's going on with this uh PCA and the cigar oh, con and everything. Um, well, because you're always talking. You, I, you, you, yeah. you, I, you do life inspiring videos. Oh, thank you. Thank you know, you. Better yourself. You taught me well. You taught me well. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. But I see you do. You know, better yourself. I mean, I, 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 every now and then, if I see you up, I will pop out and hear what you, have, you listen to you. What you got to say. Always, you've always been there. The great support. I will tell you my feedback on what's going on in the industry from the PCA, the industry, um, IPCPR, and so forth. There's a change. There's a paradigm shift, and it's being addressed. And it's not – what's happening is it's happening so fast. It's like, whoa, 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 what, what do we do here? It's almost like um, the tech boom. It just came out of nowhere. And it's now crunch time. Like, we need to come up with a solution. So our ideas being thrown out there to see if they're testing and running, 
that's what's happening. It's in beta form right now. It's like nothing is solidified, etched in stone. Just seeing what sticks. Yeah, it's like yo, you know what? Which is fine, but the hell it's not a beta, trying. man. They're running it next year. Oh yes, and <laughs> that's my fear. Like, are you sure you took care of the kinks and this that, and the other nah, at this magnitude? Mm-hmm. This this deep in, mm-hmm. you don't want to be this just in test form. Now, do you go to the trade show every year? Every year. This, every year. I missed it this year. I had an event. Uh, do you in go Dallas. as a media guy, or how how do you enter the trade show? Media. You go. Normally, I go on Stoga TV. He's a media guy. Good. So I, I was a little surprised they didn't have the the media people more involved in this process. You know, I mean, they they, they banked on the retailers, which I thought don't was, get Coop started. I, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Listen, I mean, that, much love, Coop. Yeah, <laughs> he's our man, and he was one hundred percent right. I don't know yeah. why they they could have went to the top real media guys sure. and done way better than they think they're going to get a bunch of retailers who are running their businesses sure, doing their sure. shop every day and the media guys like i mean look here's the bottom line is like i'm there to do business i don't i'm not sure i really want to be having to worry about walking to, you know 50 re, you know consumers through a floor the media guys would have loved it they would have flocked toward it they would have i mean these are the same guys who load up planes and take them to dominican and mm-hmm. nicaragua for trips so well i i, I have a spoiler alert um, I, i'm not going to Oh, now you gotta see it, <laughs> you, you, bro! You broke. Yeah, seriously, David. you broke the ice. Hear it first. Something big is coming. Ice, KMA Talk Radio. Something bro- big is we coming. Can't. <laughs> Trust me, Abe, you're right there. Trust me, I won't make a move without your blessing. Trust me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thanks for being here. It's been a great show. Absolutely. We're going to take a moment now and see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. All right. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. I'm the king of my castle. Oh, God. This Why week, does he keep playing? belongs in a Cigar Insane <laughs> Asylum, brought to you by Celia Asylum Cigar. It's funny. We actually had a long meeting Thursday, and I, I didn't even take the time to read this Thursday. I didn't think you did. I didn't. This I'm glad you did, and I don't think you're going to like it. But. Yeah, probably not. I'm, I'm almost afraid to read it. <laughs> uh, this week's inductee takes her kleptomania to a new level. Rooney Katoon, 22, was rushed to the hospital, weak and em- emaciated. 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 Recently, after she had started to vomit following every meal, baffled doctors in West Bengal, India, rushed her into exploratory surgery, only to discover the young, young woman had a horde of items inside of her after a scan, including 69 chains, 80 earrings, 46 coins, eight lockets, 11 nose rings, and five anklets. And a watch dial. And a watch dial. This is in her abdomen? Yeah, in her a- stomach. According to Rudy's mother. How big is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> they did not. <laughs> That's a great question. According to Rudy's mother, gold items and ornaments had recently started to vanish from the family home. The mother said she had no idea her daughter had been swallowing the items. She said when Katoon was confronted about the missing items, she would cry, but never revealed they had been swallowed. She was 22, by the way. This isn't a child. Is this like a psychological disorder? I don't know. They, Is this they like the girl really... who ate the couch on My Strange Disease? Oh, yeah. She used to eat the, the couch cushions. Yeah, yeah. The couch cushions. Oh, that's yeah. so gross. Her family said that we noticed the ornaments were missing, but we... Whenever we question, oh, sorry, I already that. said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, the woman's mother added, despite keeping an eye on her, she somehow managed to swallow all these objects. She was not well for the past two months. No reason has been given for the awkward behavior. 
Oh, but congratulations, Miss Human Garbage Compactor. You are this week's inductee on the Cigar Insane Asylum brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. What a weird asylum. I know. But but for all in, like for, for all intents and purposes, from what I've found on all the stories written about this, she's like a normal, she's not like a, a, a mentally unstable person. Well, I mean, I guess she is, but... She doesn't have, like, any specific mental illness to, to describe why this was going on. And they also said that the the uncle owns a store, like a shop, a retail shop. Yeah. And he noticed that a lot of money was missing. Most of the coins that were in her stomach were from his store. That's she was stealing them and eating them. So weird. Yeah. Did she thought she was going to pass them? I, I, I don't no know. No idea. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. Well, then you got a gold chain hanging out of there. What do you well, do? Well, well, you know, you just can't trust the bank anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in India, you know? Holy She's just, cow. You know. All right, next week, best of show. We'll be back on the 17th. Who do we got on the 17th? We're not 100% sure yet. We're oh, confirming lovely. it. Yeah. We're confirming it. Okay. So Still we working on that one. But if we said we weren't going to talk about it, then of course he brings it up. <laughs> I, uh, I thought we had somebody lined up for this. We do, but we I don't have a final confirmation, so I can't. Uh, so I don't want to say it. You're just being paranoid. I don't like to say it until we have a confirmation. Well, uh, what you call, how you say you're paranoid. <laughs> what movie? Uh, how you say paranoid. He doesn't feel good. He doesn't Scarface. Oh, uh, it's been for a while since I've seen Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. It's talking with Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, how you say you're paranoid. All right, it's been a great show. If you missed any part of it, check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Till then, and as always, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. (laughs) Cigar Fairy's making rounds. Yeah, that's fantastic. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio.